This holiday season, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us with their annual season of hope. Between Thanksgiving and New Year's Eve, the Foundation will deliver mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of America's catastrophically injured veterans, fallen first responder families, and Gold Star families. Bring hope to heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, the host of Insert Name FC, and with me, as always, is my best friend and other host of the show, Edward Robles. What's up, guys? And with us today, we actually do have a very special guest. Um, Edward, do you want to introduce him? Yes, he is the number one Liverpool fan, I might say, you know, somebody who wants to get revenge on Real Madrid, uh, you know. <clears throat> it is. They got eliminated in the quarterfinals. Yeah. But still, <laughs> I'm just saying. If, if revenge huh? means losing in the quarterfinals, then I mean, a, a mission that's why I said he wants to get revenge, and I say it with all the gusto because I also want to get revenge too. Kelsey, what's up? And I don't know about revenge, but uh, signing Sergio Ramos seems like a good place to start. Oh, that would well, be. Is Elliot going to allow be, that though? Is he going to want to be in the same field with with? I mean, Elliot's not even going to play. That, hey, that him and Virgil is, Van Dyke. I'm just saying, that's a whole lot of fun. That is wow. That is going to be incredible if that I mean, happens. It's true. They do I'm need still, a center back. It's got I'm, I'm, still, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on the super team. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh God, the PSG super team. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's correct. We do have Kelsey here with us today from High Low Sports and of course Unhinged FC. Um, so obviously we're going to have a full show today. We got. You know, obviously headlines, game previews, all the all the goods and good stuff that we get in this show. But Kelsey, before we get into this, how about you tell us how you got into soccer? Oh man, so soccer, uh, it's very funny for me actually. Uh, originally when I was growing up, I actually ended up moving to Alaska and there's no sports that really happen except for hockey during the winter. And I am not an ice skater. Um, and the only other sport was indoor soccer. Uh, that's when I started playing and then Ended up choosing baseball for a while over it. Then I went to a school that didn't have baseball anymore, so I started playing soccer again. About that same time, I met a couple couple friends that introduced me to uh, to 
uh, watching English Premier League. And this is like 05, 06 English Premier League. So this is, you know, the John Terry days. This is the the old school, like the end of Michael Owen, the end of David Beckham era in the Premier League and 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 then moving on into greener pastures for Beckham and for Michael Owen. Um, I don't even know what to call his next pastures, uh, but they were less green than Man United for sure. Um, but no, there's a, it, was, it was a lot of, you know, it was, it was really fun to watch. And, um, you know, I, I started watching uh, um, Saga Champions League along with the EPL. And, and, you know, that was actually the Istanbul year uh, where Liverpool ended up beating AC Milan coming back uh, in, in, in Istanbul uh, to win the Champions League. And then I started rooting for, for uh, Liverpool after that. And, well, as they say, the rest is history. And that's, uh, that's how I got into soccer. And, been doing quite a few games now, and and got got to enjoy some some soccer in person as well, football in person, if you will. I still haven't still haven't got to mark off Anfield on my on my list yet, but uh, eventually, now that COVID's over. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want to yeah. go there when there's fans in there, and you know, seeing the whole you know, you never walk alone. So I mean, yeah. you definitely want the full Liverpool experience. Um, but no, yeah, 2005. I feel like. Is that when they still had the the, the little circular uh ball, the the you know the, the old school English Premier League soccer ball you know like those Nikes? Yeah, so I don't know if you remember these old these old designs for this Nike soccer ball. It actually looked like a volleyball. It had the 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 horizontal bars on once like on the face the face mm-hmm. in the back that had the horizontal bars and then it had like bars around it mm-hmm. and it looked like a, it straight up looked like a volleyball. I, I, I kid you not. It was like, it was the mix between the old school hexagonal version where the, you know, the, the white and black checkered soccer ball and the new versions of Nike. It was like that combination. And it was the weirdest looking thing in the world, but it was, yeah, it was a, it was a ball that it, it moved really weird is the best way I could put it. <laughs> whenever we talk about, whenever we think of soccer balls, I remember there was this one game me and I were watching, I believe it was a champions league match. And they were talking about the new technology on the, on a ball. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Something about it glided on the grass in a different way. I don't know. I mean, I know. I know. Primarily, like I've used an actual like professional ball because my time at the Houston Dynamo. You know, we used to play some pickup games over on the practice fields, and we actually got to use like the legitimate balls that they that they use. And I mean, yeah, it it hits a lot a little a little bit differently. It floats a little bit differently. So, but I don't know about the technology that balls put in. I don't know. Kangaroo skin is what is what we're looking for. But yeah, have you have you seen? I don't know if you remember the old Euro two thousand eight balls. They had that. Uh, it basically looked like an infinity pattern on it, and it had all these weird dimple patterns on it. I, I kid you not. It was like a golf ball for mm-hmm. for soccer balls, and it was it was the weirdest thing ever when we started using it on the soccer pitch. And as a keeper, I mean. I can I I get it. Like they were complaining about it in the Euros. Like, oh my gosh, the ball moves so different. I'm playing high school ball with kids. Like, and if a kid connects with one, it looked completely different than if a kid connected with an old school soccer ball. Like, I mean, that thing was just moving all over the place. And you know, thankfully, it was like, well, okay, these kids aren't as good as like anything I'd face in the Euro situation. But I'm like, I'm still not ready for this. I get why these guys are complaining, but it was the weirdest thing that Is there's that actually new, technology to soccer. The new technology. <laughs> The I mean, new technology. Yeah, that's how they always. That's how they, that's how they always came out through. It's like the new technology, and there was actually uh, one that I remember. The ball, I think it was a it was a total ninety ball, the T ninety, 
It was the, oh, the, the, it was like the, 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 the loops, right? The, the circle. The yeah, yeah, yeah. So in basically, I guess the 90 emblem and the circle, that was actually the, the where you're supposed to, that was like the best where you could hit it. And that was like the, where you should hit it. And that was where you're going to be. I, like, feel like that's the what best the, curl, I feel like that's what the Premier League really tried to copy this shot. year. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they tried to go back to that T90 ball. Yeah, they tried to copy the T90 ball. I don't know if, you, if you've been watching any Premier League games ever, but like oh, the, the Premier League ball is kind of like, not necessarily like an exact duplicate of that ball, but you know, you had the loops on it. Like as soon as I saw the loops, I thought about that that ball. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I mean, to be honest, that was like one of the softest balls, but if you really fill it up a lot with there, that was one of the hardest balls to get shot with. Oh yeah, but that was one of the sweetest, sweetest feeling balls when you connected with it. When you hit oh, it right yeah. there on the on the pump, uh, right on the night in the middle of the ninety, oh, that is one of the sweetest feelings in the world. But uh, oh, I mean, yeah. it makes sense that they, they went back to that retro ball. They went back to the retro cleats for a bunch of dudes. So uh, for like the Nike Mercurial retros, the Nike T90 retros that took over for the old Neymars, which by the way, Neymar wears Puma now. Who saw that coming? But uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. <laughs> Want to copy every other Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure, right? Yeah. But I'm sure, to I'm, be... El Rey Pelé. He wanted to be basically with it uh, compared to El Rey Pelé, you know. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm sure we could talk about target plates and target balls for as long as we can, but we got to get going with this show. So, actually, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Um, you guys are going to hear an ad, and then we'll get going with this show. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com. We will see you there. And we are back. Once again, you guys take full advantage of that great partner of ours because, well, uh, I think we would like to be doing this in the studio and, and not in our bedrooms. So that would be nice. But anyway, we could even fly We could even fly out Kelsey, you know, having a special guest, an actual studio. You know or saying? we actually have like a legitimate headquarters as well. Oh, that would be so awesome. You know, that's the dream, right? That's, that's the one day dream. Yep. Uh, that's the dream. Yeah. Where would anyway, you pick? That's the question is where would we pick? I feel I mean I feel like the move would be Austin, just because like let's face it, Austin's nice. Oh, okay. I know this is gonna get off topic and I'm gonna ruin everything right now. <laughs> but can we talk about Matthew McConaughey for a second in this green yeah, suit? I kind of I kind of figured you were gonna bring that up as soon as you said let's go We'll get to the we'll get to the headlines eventually, but yeah, I mean you're going to bury the lead on the people? Right? Like, we're going to go like all the way through the episode and bury the lead on this Matthew McConaughey suit until the very end. Matthew McConaughey in a green suit banging on a freaking bongo drum. Shouting like, Verde Listo. Who, by the way, Verde Listo. I, I don't know if you guys have watched, seen the, 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 the Instagram video of it, but with him shouting it to like 14 people in front of him. In an empty stadium before all, before the brand new stadium announcement, but it's literally him and the players, and he's just shouting at the players, trying to pump them up like Drew Brees esque. And it is the most cringeworthy moment I've ever witnessed for anything. It's Matthew McConaughey, so we'll let it slide. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for the guy for you know having not having you know all the people that he probably was expecting, but it's just it's just but he he tried to pump it up as much as he could with what he had. He was basically trying to do the Matthew McConaughey. Like he was trying to pull Look, it man, off. I was waiting for the the Wolf of Wall Street. 
the chest pounding. The chest pounding. Everything feels like it just spread from that moment on. Like the moment he hit the chest pounding uh, in in the in the movie, it's like I feel like he's just continued this character arc into real life, from the Mercury commercials to now for Austin oh, FC. Gosh. I just like I'm just waiting for the day he's just gonna just rip his shirt off and it's just gonna be like a giant tattoo with Verde Listo on the chest of. Him. Was it was it Mercury or was it a uh, Mini Cooper? I thought it was a Mini Cooper. Uh, Lincoln. Oh yeah, Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, that's Lincoln. Right. There you yeah, go. They're, Lincoln, all, they're all made together in the same factories. It's okay. Uh, somewhere in there. <laughs> it's like it's kind of the same. Next thing you know, we find out that oh, some of these cars make the same peanuts. Like what? They're built in the same factory as peanuts. What? What's going on here? I mean, I mean, clearly the chance didn't work because I mean, it was, a, it was a nil-nil draw, but. Let's be honest, compared to some other recent uh, stadium openings, that's that's one of the better results we've seen that's in very the MLS. True. Very so. true. But on the bright side, at least the Houston Dynamo have new ownership. So, I mean, I can I can sleep well at night knowing that, that Gabriel Brenner is no longer going to be the primary owner of the Houston Dynamo. And on the bright side, that orange is no longer the most horrific color in the MLS. Uh, the, green, <laughs> the green for Austin yeah, FC green. Is, uh, is, is coming real close, although Nashville's off-colored yellow neon is... Something. That's a powerful, like as Sheldon Cooper's mother would say, that's a powerful smell, except now it's for the eyes. <laughs> All right. So let's Sorry, I, I sidetracked us. No, nah, it's perfectly fine. All right, let's, Good. Go, let's go on with this. So we're going to obviously start our headlines up with some coaching changes and transfer watch for the coaching changes, and it's a very comical one. Rafa Benitez is now the front runner for the Everson job. That's not the comical part, but it is pretty funny too. I mean, they gotta make up, they gotta make up some ground now that Ancelotti is now the new manager of Real Madrid. But this is where the true comedy starts. Gattuso ends up leaving Fiorentina after 23 days of taking the job. Cue the clown music. And, and then we see that Tottenham has has interest in getting Gattuso. And then Tottenham was planning on hiring Gattuso. But then backed out because he, they got a lot of backlash from the fans. They got bullied Ooh. out of getting Gattuso. Can we talk about the irony and Gattuso being bullied out of a job, considering how much bullying he did in his career? Oh gosh, yes. He was, anything would happen. He'd be like, ah, he's 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 throwing he, he choked more, more players than the Mexican national team did to Weston McKinney. Look, he oh, yeah. he was Sergio Ramos for Sergio Ramos. He was the Italian Sergio Ramos. I think it's safe to say. Oh, yeah. just when it came to uh, like the the Milan battle, or it was just like Sergio Ramos in El Clasico. He's just as fiery and just as many red cards. It felt like, yeah. But I mean, is it a major bullet dodge? I think kind of. I, no offense to Caduso. I mean, the guy's a. I think is a legend <laughs> as far as Italy and and Serie A goes. But hasn't necessarily. I'm surprised the jobs he's gotten because I mean, when he was with AC Milan, that was not the. It was not a great run. I mean, AC Milan was pretty bad at that time, but then enough to get him a Napoli job, a really a really good Nap. I mean, Napoli is really good right now. Well, should be good, and he kind of messed that up big time. So, <laughs> I, I, but I'm you know, following Rafa Benitez at both places. What, what makes sense though, to me though, <laughs> this is a Tottenham move. This is a very like no offense to Gattuso, but this is kind of a mediocre move for if Tottenham were to have signed Gattuso. And I guess that this hurts me because I, Gattuso to me was a fun player to watch. Um, but yeah, no, he's just hasn't really been a good manager. Um, but this was, would have been a bullet dodge by Gattuso in the same manner, though. I don't know if I want to go coach for a Daniel Levy run team right now because he is. Ooh, that team. That, there's not much of a team left to coach in that in, in Tottenham. 
like more and more as you're seeing these candidates come in, it's like, man, you know, Argentino, why do we let this guy go? <laughs> hey, for real, man. Maybe B, remember Rodney Villas Boas? Oh, yeah, man. Whatever happened? I honestly, I honestly, I honestly think that Pochettino would have been would have mm-hmm. been decent. I think I honestly think Pochettino would have been the decent yeah, but he's one not, to he's stay there. No, he's not going back. Oh, I don't know. He, 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 won, he, he won his one cup at PSG. So, so yep. the question is, who is who are Tottenham going to sign? Are they where are they going to go get? What Jurgen Klinsmann maybe or Roberto Martinez after Euros? Like, I, I, what are? <laughs> That's a lot of names there. <laughs> if you're Tottenham, I mean, if you're Tottenham, what do you, you, you go for do? low? Do you go for low? <laughs> oh, oh, honestly, I, yes. If they, he might, he might just he might just rub his nuts all over again. You know what I mean? I, dude, if you think that's what he was rubbing, we have we have more questions to answer than than we have time. For. Hey man, that guy got a World Cup, regardless of the actions he's done. The man has a World Cup. He's got something that nobody else has. Hey, that's that is all fine and good, really? but uh, to take a to take a quote a quote from our our friends over at Dorm Room Dispute, if you have had sex with a goat, you've and, and won a World Cup, you have still had sex with a goat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, Granted, I think what he did is probably a little bit better than having sex with a goat, but not. I mean, <laughs> we're at this point we're splitting hairs. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got a fair point on that one. All right, now for the transfer. Like watch. This is always going to be the bulkier of the of the watches, but this is the transfer watch. So Carlo Ancelotti wants to bring Timo Werner to Real Madrid. Pogba is now looked at to go to PSG. Gigi Buffon wow. is making the return to Parma. Good for him. Matt Miazga yeah, really. is, is set to return to Chelsea after being on a series of loans. I guess Chelsea's wow. finally like, hey, let's, you know, we did buy this guy from New York Red Bulls. Seems so long ago since, since he went to Chelsea. He's won, what, two titles, though, on his loan street, loan, loan appearances, so yeah, it's he, not like he's had a bad... He's done well in both loan, loan series. He also has a very iconic moment with, uh, with uh, Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> David Luiz wants to stay in Europe. I don't think that's happening, but okay. If he, unless he's playing, unless he's playing billiards, there's no chance of it. I mean, he could go join, go to Porto with Pepe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm sure that uh, whoever center back he, he's going to be with, I'm sure they're going somewhere else, anyways. I mean, let's face it, Porto is just like uh, you're here for a while, <laughs> team. It's not like yeah. this is a permanent move, or you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manchester United and Chelsea are all are both going in for Coleman. So that's going to be to see who goes that guy. This is interesting where Coleman goes to begin with. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Bayern mm-hmm. is losing sleep on that e- on that either. Oh, no. They got, free, they free got con- plenty of... Yeah. Free contract turned into whatever is about to happen for them. Yeah. They, they got their money's worth. Chelsea's interested in Grealish. Really? Wait. In John Grealish? I, you, how many more wingers do you need in this team? That's what, I was, that's what I was like. What? Like, yeah, I feel like at this point in time, they're going to have seven wingers in their midfield, and and then it's going to be Kristen Pulisic and the ghost of Olivier Giroud up front because they're not going to trust anybody else, even though they have Tammy Abraham as a quality striker just sitting there. There is an unnamed team in the Premier League that's also going for Onana, so someone's competing with Arsenal. Go figure. <laughs> they probably have the heads up on Arsenal for, too. For all, for all I know, it's probably fucking Aston Villa. Because they're the ones torturing Arsenal right now with these. No, it's it's Wolverhampton. It's it's the Wolves. 
Are you are you sure it's a Wolves? No, <laughs> it's, a, it's an unnamed team in the Premier League. For all we why know, do I feel, why do I feel like why do I feel like this is like if you guys for all we know it's Norway Park, City? Yeah. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, Swansea. what if this is like uh, what if what if this is like one of that episode of Parks and Rex where he's like trying to sell his rent to swag? He's like, is it Diddy? He's like, it's not Diddy. He's an unnamed person. So it's like. I, I feel that Arsenal way. is the unnamed Premier League team that's competing with Arsenal. Yeah, right. It's Arsenal. Arsenal this is their way. Arsenal's management is competing with Arsenal's recruiting staff. This is Arsenal's way of trying to get the fans like, oh my God, we just got the steal of the century. We got Onana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel that's bad for Arsenal fans. I'm sorry. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Well, not really. Oh, man. So uh, Ramsey basically said there's no chance he's coming back to Arsenal, and I don't blame him. Nah, he, I don't. Do, do, does he stay? Does he stay at Juve? Is the question. Like after oh, all, the, yeah. all, all he said about Juve, he's out of contract, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manchester United yeah. is interested in Declan Rice. Okay, I get, I see it. I like it. Get Arsenal. another holding midfielder. Arsenal, yeah. Tottenham, both going for Zaha. Well, enjoy that. <laughs> it makes more sense for Tottenham, especially if they're going to lose Harry Kane, but. Like, yeah. it makes sense for both teams because both teams striking prospects right now. If if Tottenham loses Harry Kane, is not positive. Juventus to renew loan with Morata. It's and Juventus just really? never, they don't want to keep they don't want to buy him. They just like let's just borrow him. I, I, look, I, I guess you're just kind of waiting for him to tur- turn out like what he did with Spain, or you know, like it just doesn't really show up for him, but. Morata Mar- has only him. been good at Juventus. I mean, yeah, not, not this stint, but in previous stints, he's been usually really good for Juventus. Before he went back, before he went back to Real Madrid, he was actually doing really well. He even had that revenge game. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean, Juventus. Maybe they they know they got the secret the secret juice for, for secret sauce for him. Huh? Yeah, maybe. They probably, hey, you know what? They probably want to make him like Goretzka. You saw when he first started, he was all scrawny. Now he could probably be all bulky and stuff. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Trying to build that right, solid right. attacking. <laughs> just just going to end up buying him for, for all of six months <laughs> just to sell him to Bayern for another 16 million or something. Yep. Oh, man. Chelsea is interested in Bellingham. I would be interested oh. in getting Bellingham too. Yeah. Can can every team can you just put add every team next to Chelsea's interested in Bellingham? Because every yeah, team should be much. interested in Bellingham. Arsenal, Dude, reject, Arsenal reject Aston Villa's offer for Smith Rowe, which I believe was twenty five million euros, and now it's going to be thirty million offer. So uh, what the what the fuck Aston Villa? Could you just leave <laughs> Arsenal alone? Like stop. Saying- <laughs> it's little brother. You got to go pick on little brother while you can, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of continuing with Arsenal, actually, Brian rejected their uh, the Arsenal's offer for for uh, Ben White. Which I'm sure they're just looking. Hey, what is wrong with Arsenal right now? When, when Brighton is turning down their offers for players, I mean, yeah, can we, like, really at this point in time, can no, we just can no, we, we stop with the Arsenal money. jokes? We don't want your money, Arsenal. <laughs> wow, Memphis Depay is... to go to Barcelona. Yeah, great pickup. Great pickup by Barca, but Depay is going to end up fizzing out again. So it's just not like it's gonna be I mean they've had a good history of Dutch players at, at, in Barcelona, so maybe you can keep that keep that tradition going. Sure. I think they said that he's maybe maybe I've read this wrong, but he's like the twenty first Dutch player to play for Barcelona. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, oh, Sergio Ramos to leave Real Madrid. 
I mean, I kind of saw this coming. Coming to Liverpool. Let's go. <laughs> as, long as, as, long be, as long as it's not Barcelona, I'll be fine. Coming to I, Liverpool helps Liverpool beat Real Madrid in the group stages of next year's Champions League. And I mean, Real Madrid I'm, I'm, out. Sure, I'm sure Mohamed Salah will sleep well knowing that, that now he Dude. has... Instead of breaking his shoulder, he's going to break it so his shoulder. It's all good. You see smiling Mo Salah gifts everywhere if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, Messi would like to stay in Barcelona. Uh, yeah, would like, keyword would like to here. Which is creepy because Barcelona is still not being like, yeah, we're going to shut the door and keep him here. Like they're, they're leaving the door open for somebody to come in with a big deal. Yeah. Barcelona, yeah. Barcelona exactly go for James on. Madison and Laconga. It's like, sign somebody. Can you guys stop going to people? Just sign someone. Uh, you guys guys have Marco Gruich if you guys want him. I mean, uh, I do not want. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, I'm, I'm here screaming like, sign a player, and then they sign a terrible player. <laughs> Manchester United to enter race for Erling Haaland. They're like, oh, wow. This Man. goes next to the previous statement about Bellingham. Insert every team should enter the race for Erling Haaland. Yep. And then the loser gets Jordan Bellingham. Yeah. Leeds, <laughs> Leeds United and Newcastle United are both going for Daryl DK of Orlando City SC. So, America. That's interesting. He's got the build to, ha- to succeed in the yeah, English game. I, I definitely hope for it just because I feel like that he's our number nine for the U.S. men's national team. And I mean, no offense to Josh Sargent, but I just. He's just not it. I mean, apparently he's a better defender than he is an attacker. But it's it's like it reminds me of the Brian Ching days. Like Brian Ching is the the equivalent to him is like what we see with Josh Sargent, where Daryl DK is more that stand up number nine that that US needs to run off of. Exactly. I think he's a better fit to what the US is doing. Yeah. Uh, Tamari to stay in our, uh, AC Milan for Arsenal. Jesus, <laughs> for twenty five million. So he's actually making the move from Chelsea to AC Milan. Um, which I think is a great move for AC Milan. He's a good young defender. Uh, I can't wait to see more of him, so definitely for sure. Helps to stir up that Milan derby, too. That yep. thing is so fun right now. Justin Che to stay in FC Dallas, so he did do the stint at Bayern Munich, and apparently he is staying put in Dallas. Smart. Good job by FC Dallas. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's needed there. <laughs> Ashley Young, after winning a championship at Inter Milan, is going to Aston Villa. This has got to be a retirement thing. This has got to be a retirement thing. He's got to be going home to retire. Chelsea's entering the race for Varane. Again, I insert previous statement of all teams should be entering this, this conversation. Arsenal joins the race for Manuel Locatelli. I do not <laughs> repeat on this one, though. This one, this one I don't need to. This one is uh, Arsenal. You can have this one. This, one, this, no, one this is the that. guy I want, but... Hey, I, how's, how's Lacazette working for you again? How, how's that doing? That, that's just irrelevant. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm just saying this <laughs> oh, oh, right. comparison. There's a rise in, in interest for Giorgino. Yeah. There should be. Yeah, I mean... So, <laughs> Please. Ungman's son, guys. Hungman's son says he wants out if Harry Kane leaves. That's his best friend. So yeah. that'd be like you doing insert name without Edward. Like, come on, we, it I mean, can't we, happen. We have, we have yeah, but it, it's it, happened it, before. It, it, it didn't feel right. 
I mean, it, if it, it wasn't, wasn't for Edward eating move. Pizza Hut pasta, maybe we wouldn't have this conversation. Uh, freaking Pizza Hut. Right. We're never, we're yeah. never getting sponsored by Pizza Hut. <sighs> Not like that. Not like no, that. Look, Nah, th- look, I don't blame Son in a, in a, at all. I mean, he I mean, literally thrives 20, off of what Harry Kane can what do. What is he right now? Twenty nine years old. I mean, Son, if he wants yeah. to, if he wants to win a championship, and it's not going to be at Tottenham. Yeah, especially if Harry Kane leaves, because <laughs> Tottenham is basically going to be on rebuild mode. Tottenham's um, like in rebuild mode without saying they are because they're they're being saved by Harry Kane. That's true. Chelsea to offer Alonso and Zappa Costa for Hakimi. <laughs> That, that would be the move. It, it 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 it's a twofold move. You get rid of the 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 dead weight that is Alonzo, and you know Zappacosta obviously is uh, it, it's either way for it for Chelsea. But but to get Hakimi in there, that'd be a fantastic move. Yep. Yep. Barcelona, after getting Eric Garcia from Manchester City, are gonna go for Laporte, his his partner over here. To Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona needs to fix that center back pairing. So they got chemistry. You might as well take advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, Didn't they just yeah. sign somebody as a center back, a young center back? Eric Garcia. Eric Garcia from Man City, right? Yep. Wow. Wow. Yep. I already kind of say this, but PSG is going after Paul Pogba. So I don't know why I didn't yeah. put it in twice. This is very important for me. Tyranny signs a five-year deal with Arsenal. At least there's some, something positive to talk about. We got our Scotsman. <laughs> Yay. You got, the, you got the Scots. Yeah. Inter Milan wants Van de Beek as a replacement for Ericsson. No. Oh. I, I don't know why they can, specify it, but... Can, can we talk about the fact that Denmark just made it through? Yeah. They made it through. Congratulations to, to Denmark. Through all through all the 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 hell they've been through turmoil, yeah, the turmoil. Um, <sighs> damn, yeah. like I don't even know what to say because I'm, I'm. I mean, I was in shock with what happened with Ericsson. Now they they actually made it through. I'm pretty sure they're dedicating this movement on forward oh, no, for sure. to Ericsson. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're like, hey, you keep us keep cheering for us. We got you, bro. They got that kind of they got, they got that kind of dead love, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and, then, and especially in Denmark, that I mean, that's their 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 model oh, yeah. too. Yep. And then uh, we'll wrap up the transfer watch with Griezmann going to the MLS in twenty twenty four. All because he loves the NBA. All because he loves oh, the NBA. All because he loves the NBA, bro. <laughs> Juventus to offer Locatelli thirty million. And <laughs> former AC Milan midfielder Kenalolu to join Inter Milan. I mean, we said this league has like zero loyalty, so I think. It just makes sense. <laughs> that used to mean something. I, 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 you know what? That used to be a problem, and nowadays it's just like, eh, whatever. Like it's like a sin. It's a sin to like go from one rival to another. Literally, it was like that 2007 re- region there where it was just like all of a sudden, like Ibrahimovic. I blame Ibrahimovic for this because he was the first one to switch sides. If he never ends up in AC after in, after Barcelona. Then this is never a thing. I think I think they they can at least keep AC and inner players separated. But now now it's just whatever. That's true. That's true. All right, man. I mean that's yeah. I mean that that's honestly that's where it, um, Hector has his hate for Robin Van Persie kind of stuff going on. Fuck Robin Van Persie, man. <laughs> See, 
See, I told you. <laughs> RVP was one of my favorite strikers, and then this dude ate him. He, 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 he was one of my favorite strikers. I don't like him either, but that's okay. All right. Now to get to going with these headlines, because no one cares about Robin Van Persie. All right. <laughs> UEFA's investigation on Manuel Nara's armband. This is the, the, the most ridiculous thing. So for those who don't know, Manuel Nara, who is the captain of Germany, wore a rainbow captain's armband because he is a very big supporter of the LGBTQ community. And it's, if you guys don't know, it is Pride Month. Um, that's the month of June. But UEFA had to conduct an investigation depending if this was a political symbol. So for also, if you guys don't know anything about, about politics in Europe, Hungary just recently passed a legislation that bans promotion of homosexuality and gender change. So wow, the people of Budapest in some way thought that Manuel Nora wearing the rainbows armband was some, some sort of, I guess, protest. Like a, like a- yeah, like a princess or like a big fu to your face that look, this is I could do this or maybe yeah. trying to well to it, start a riot it, or something. It, I don't it didn't know. matter anyways because UEFA found it that it wasn't a political symbol, more so just a symbol of a good cause, which is obviously showing support for the LGBTQ community. And now you have people requesting that Hungary is no longer used as a venue for the Euros because they are actually looking. At Hungary as a possible semi-final location, which Ooh. I just hope I don't see that. Uh, but what are your guys' thoughts on on just all that has gone down? I mean, I, I'll say it. I mean, I'm I am a supporter of the LGBTQ community. My brother's my brother's gay, and that's kind of one of the core reasons why I do support it. Not besides the just it's just basic human rights. But um, yeah, it's just ridiculous to me that there had to be an investigation done. Like I, I get that away for just trying to do the right the they have to do their process. But I mean, like, it's plain and simple that it's Pride Month, and, and you know that Manuel Noor is someone that does support the gay community. Like, it's, it's not like a, like, honestly, it's, if, if I were to do the investigation, literally open a book and close it, I was like, all right, case closed. Like, yeah. this is not like, this isn't something I have to go deeply into it. Um, and Wafer's got to be careful, because they, they're kind of, especially with this whole, the way the Euros have started for them hasn't really been a good one. With their with some of their decision making, obviously we mentioned the whole what happened with Denmark, um, how they handled that that situation as well. So I mean, OEFA has to kind of tread carefully here, and this is even even I mean, yes, a person's life is huge, but I mean, this is also another very delicate situation to handle. Um, but what do you guys think of, of honestly with all of all this? Well, I mean, personally, I'm I'm not against it. You know. I'm- like you, like you said, your brother, who's like family to me, uh, he's gay, and you know I support him, like no matter what. Like it's, and then I got friends who are gay, and I'm. To me, it doesn't matter. It's just they're human to me. Uh, they have their preferences. It's cool. I'm not a. I'm not a homophobe. Uh, it's it's not a big deal to me. I know in other countries they do see it as a, a form of, like like you said, Hungary was seeing it as that's that's just wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure maybe uh, Hungary probably forced UEFA to go ahead and do that investigation so it wouldn't be I'm like sure. kind of a one-sided thing. They they wouldn't be like, oh, you're not doing it because you guys uh, support all this stuff and then you could take our, you know, our rights as a country to take this away. You know, when we're trying to take it away and you guys are openly showing it and you're openly supporting it, 
we want to we want investigation we want to know what's the deal here and of course they're like oh, okay you know even though we know what's going to happen we're still going to do it just to humor them you know yeah. so I, I think that's that's basically what happened and like i said i don't i i'm you know if i did every i, I guess like i said if i did everything right in that, in that uh, prospect of uh investigating and trying to see what was the deal and like you said it was pride month and everything so it's not gonna it shouldn't be a big effect to where it's like oh my god this is this is the end of the world kind of stuff you know it's just basic human rights everybody has their own thing yeah uh no 100 this is this is the silliest I'm going to look into it and investigate thing I've ever seen. I mean, literally the investigation, as you said, open a book and, and close it. Like you can just check back to last year during Pride Month. He did the exact same thing. He had cleats with the rainbow uh, laces at some points and times in his career. I mean, Manuel Neuer has probably been the most outspoken member of the LGBTQ plus community allies that I've ever seen. Just I'm just going to say ally because we don't know his actual relevancy into the LBG, LBGTQ community, but Obviously, he has a he has a big tie to it because he's he has been very outspoken about it in a long long time. And but, you know, I I will say you kind of have to look at this and be like, okay, well, it's convenient he's playing in Hungary and he's wearing it wearing the armband. Yes, he is he is one hundred percent always been this way. He's always had the armband. He's always had the laces. I, there's no better way to call attention to an unjust law than to bring a spotlight to it. So am I going to say that it, there wasn't some peace of mind in the back of his head saying, hey, if I wear this, it's gonna something's going to be drawn to it? Oh, no, I totally I, agree on that. Yeah, I mean, possibly. But to, to be completely honest, this is the dumbest investigation I've ever seen because this was just... There, there's no reason... Everybody knew what this is, what this is for. Everybody knows Manuel Neuer is one of the most outspoken goalkeepers in the history of the game. And rightfully so. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the history of the game. And he has every right in to, to wear the armband the way he wants to wear the armband. So I respect that move by him. And I, I think Edward's exactly right, though. Hungary was 100% like, you have to investigate this for us, blah, 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 blah. Otherwise, we'll, we'll, we'll pull our stadiums from being used in your, your, your Euros. And then UEFA's like, all right, well, you're not going to host the, the semifinals then. That should be the answer. <laughs> I mean, plain and simple. I mean, Hungary basically went full Karen. Um, <laughs> and I, are you trying to say that? Are you trying to say that they wanted to speak to the manager of Europe? They wanted, uh, yeah. they, they wanted to speak to the manager. Hungry got hangry, if you will. Oh wow! Like, I, mean, oh, I like I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think that's a great way to end that topic. <laughs> no, it's 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 pretty simple. All right, man. The next headline is Cristiano Ronaldo versus Coca Cola. This oh, is has to be by far yeah. the most comical thing. This is like just us. Just I just this had we had to have this one after following what we just talked about, just because of how ridiculous this is. But if you guys don't know, and I mean we kind of touched up on it last week, but in a press conference, Cristiano Ronaldo chose to move two Coke bottles that was just happened to be next to the mic, and once he moved them away, he grabbed the bottle of water and he raised it, and he was just like, you know, agua, and that's it. Immediately after, Coca-Cola lost $4 billion in market value. Is it a coincidence? Yep. I have no idea. <laughs> it's not a good sign either, though. <laughs> and I mean, then... Okay. 
I think you, so, you, you forgot a headline on here, by the way, as well, Hector. You forgot Hector Flores also holds press conference and rebukes Coke for Bud Light, or rebukes Agua for Bud Light. So, or sorry, Coors Light, because the mountains are blue. Coors Light. The mountains are always blue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, and that kind of leads on to this, is there was a series of just response after this. You had uh, Yarmolenko and Lukaku embracing Coca-Cola. As a matter of fact, they're like, hit us up. I think Yarmolenko also said Heineken hit him up because mm-hmm. that's also the other sponsor uh, for, for the Euros. And then Russia's manager, in an alpha way, just uses one of the bottles as a bottle opener and chugs well, not Chuck's, but he takes a big swig of the Coca-Cola, which is a warm Coke, by the way. So that's a bold move on that man's behalf. But he oh, treated yeah. himself to a Coke. Uh, Locatelli actually copied Cristiano Ronaldo and actually drank the water as well. And Paul Pogba actually moved away to Heineken because if people don't know, he is a Muslim and does also follow a very strict no-alcohol uh, you know, movement for himself. So he kind of, in his own way, had his own process. And then Harry Kane, basically, in his own words, not necessarily using my the exact same words that I'm using right now, but he basically thought that this was all just stupid. Um, I mean, it's the sponsor of the tournament. Like, if it, it, Ronaldo, I feel like Ronaldo, like because I feel like Coca Cola sponsored plenty of things here, and I don't, and I've never once seen Ronaldo call out Coca Cola like this. I, look, if, I, don't it, think it was really, I don't think it was really a call out. It was more of a you have you have the Coke in front of you. And he just kind of looks at it. He's like, oh, he just wants it away. And he's just going to drink water. I mean, think about it. You're in a press conference. You're basically going to go to drink whatever's in front of you. This is the way I see it. And if the whole thing in front of you is Coke, and that's exactly what's in front of you, you're going to be like, it was a display Coke, Coke, like, oh, Coke. crap. It literally was a display of Coke and Coke Zero. Like, I mean, like... <laughs> it's honestly, it I think had- there's two parts to this. One, it's... First of all, I, I guess I'm so used to watching NBA press conferences where there's athletes sponsored by Powerade and there's Gatorade bottles in front of them, and they straight up stick those away. And and you know, let's let's not forget he is also a power like he's a Pepsi. If I'm not mistaken, he's a Pepsi sponsored athlete. Um, Cristiano is. Um, and, I know Messi is. I don't think Cristiano is. No, Messi is. I'm not sure Ronaldo is. I don't think he's like sponsored by Pepsi, but it's a Pepsi brand. If I'm not mistaken, I think he is. He's Powerade, I think, is which is a Pepsi brand. Um, but okay. I guess I'm just used to watching NBA players pull the Gatorade bottles aside or push them aside and everything. And also, the, the other side of this, if you look at those bottles, both of them are pointing straight at him. Like, both Coke logos are, are right at him. And he's like, well, you're not even branding your own bottle at that point in time, so let me get you out of the way. And, like, I, it, it, this is just silly again. This is, like, this is, the first one was silly for all the stupid reasons. This one's silly for all the funny reasons because Coke lost $4 billion in market value, which, by the way, they have since gained and, and then increased since since that point. So it's not like it's like, oh, no, they lost market value. Market value doesn't really mean a whole lot unless you're, unless your bottom dollar actually at the end of the day hurts. Um, which it didn't. It ended up being fine. But yeah, no, it's like, look, I, this is just silly. And to me, it, I love the idea of having the bottles up there. I think of like Virgil van Dyke after the Champions League popping open the Heineken and drinking the Heineken during the celebration press conference. That's a fantastic moment. You're going to get those moments. It's a huge moment for Heineken. But like, in this case, it's a it's a it's a group stage press conference with Cristiano Ronaldo. Who really cares? Like, I mean, give the man water. Get, whatever Cristiano wants up there, Cristiano can have. In my opinion, 
That's very true. I just like the I just like the fact that the press made it their 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 due diligence to ask every person after that what they think about the coke. Yeah, and again, this this is this is this is the difference you see between NBA and American athletes versus the rest of the world, and also the European press versus American press. Because American press, this happens, and you're just like, all right, whatever. You know, we're it's a sponsored athlete. That's fine. But European press is like, hold on. That's a sponsor of the tournament that you're playing in. That's not right. Like, yeah, we become so numb to it because we get brand, we see branding all the time, but European yeah. branding is a little bit different. Yeah, especially with the game being that your your only way of sponsoring is either by sponsoring your shirt, which actually you can't do it in in, in your in international tournaments because there's no sponsored no jersey sponsors on international teams. But I mean, just overall, I think it was just a very funny. I mean, Ronaldo not drinking soda is not the most shocking thing to me because the guy's the guy's body is a temple. I mean, the guy doesn't get tattoos because he wants to donate blood. So I mean, this is just Ronaldo just being Ronaldo, and just the European press just wanting to to keep pushing on this matter. But I thought it was hilarious. I thought everything else that followed through was was just if not funnier, especially Russia's manager. But yeah, oh, that it, one was beautiful. <laughs> Just, just it was just a fun thing, and I just, I just love how it, it, it became this thing between Cristiano Ronaldo and Coca Cola, and, and the fact that this was featured on Goal.com like in multiple occasions, just to get everybody else's reaction to what Ronaldo did was was to me was beyond me, but awesome nonetheless. Yeah, but it just goes to show you how popular this dude is that they actually lost. That in market value. I feel like Cristiano. You know? I think Cristiano Ronaldo is like the most followed athlete on on Instagram. Yeah, he, he, as of as of the beginning of the Euros, he is now the most followed athlete on in 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 all of in all the world. That is just just wow. That is insane. All right, and the final headline is Sergio Ramos leaving Real Madrid. Yeah, I, I'm touching this shit up again. <laughs> After 16 years, Sergio Ramos will no longer be a blanco. Wow. Do we, do we need to get you a, like a, a a hanky? That's okay. I already, I already listened to Coldplay. I already had my moments. Are you uh, sure? I'm Hello, <laughs> darkness, my old friend. <laughs> so Ramos actually intended on signing the extension offer that Real Madrid did give them, which was a $1 million, uh, one million a one-year extension. Um, and honestly, Ramos didn't care too much about the being having a cut in his wages. It was just the fact that he wanted a two-year deal and Real Madrid wasn't going to give that to him. And to be fair, I mean, the man's 34, almost 35. So there's there's very little left of Sergio Ramos, if you will. Um, So I can understand that. I mean, I'm sure Real Madrid is ready to have a big summer where they're going to go in and splurge. Uh, Obviously, Mbappe is their main goal, but I'm sure getting some center... I mean, they already got David Alaba. So I'm sure that if if Ryan ends up leaving, they're probably going to try to find another center back to go in and, and be that partnership for Alaba. But, it, you know, like to me, I kind of understood that this was probably going to be Ramos's last season. And, and I, and I kind of respected that, but to find out that Ramos basically gave him an offer. And once Ramos was ready to sign that offer, apparently that, that offer had an expiration date and they were no longer going to make a deal with Sergio Ramos. And then they had the big press conference and they gave him a ring to, to, to symbolize his time at Real Madrid. Um, I mean, it, it, Real Madrid has a tendency of not being good to their legends. I mean, we saw what they did with Iker Casillas. So, I mean, it, 
But I, at the same time, I understand that eventually Ramos wasn't going to be at Real Madrid anymore. And there's been some rumors around, obviously, Manchester City being a, a team that we've heard before. Sevilla, PSG, someone threw it in Barcelona, but Ramos definitely shut that down real quick. Um, <laughs> apparently now Liverpool is, is in the mix, according to Kelsey. Quick, quick. Hey, look, Joe Gomez might be the best young English center back, but he is far from the best center back in the world. So, I feel like Mings is is proving different. Oh, no, well, Mings ain't young. Yeah, I was going to say, 28 (laughs) is is, is not really. That's young for a center back. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is young for a world-class center back. Not what. Let's not confuse Mings with a world class center back. But I mean, I, 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 like I said, I understood that this was Sergio, that Sergio Ramos' time at Real Madrid was near its end. But um, it's it's a player, a player that I truly respect. Most of you guys don't, but this is a player I truly respect. Um, he's a legend. He's a captain. Um, he got to live three Champions Leagues himself. Uh, I mean, the man has quite the hell of a resume, and just just seeing him standing in those pictures of all the trophies he's won in his time in Real Madrid is. I was just like, good guy. I never realized how much success Real Madrid had with Sergio Ramos. But then again, the man <laughs> played for the team for like 16 years. So yeah. and here's what's crazy is people forget that he even had a he had a two season stint before that with another team in La Liga, which is shocking that he even had a two league stint. And I, I say two league stint because it was like Bar- it was the B team and then the the regular team and then off to greener pastures in uh, in Real Madrid. But let's yeah, he was they also had okay. No, no, I was like, he was in Sevilla, right? I think yeah, he was Sevilla, yeah. Yeah, he was he was through Sevilla's system, and then Robert yeah. snagged him. I say that, and that Sevilla system helped prove a whole lot of uh, Spanish players that helped lift those two Euros and one World Cup that Ramos was a part of as well. So there's a lot to uh, to be said about that man's career. I, I have all the respect in the world for Ramos. I, I one of my favorite back in the day, one of my favorite defensive players, especially right backs when he was playing playing right back or left back, whichever side they'd deploy him on. And then when he slid the center back, it was like, well, I feel like I'm just seeing a Spanish Pepe at this point in time. But <laughs> I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed him on the wings just because he brought a whole other dynamic to a Spain team that needed that wing play from their, from their yeah. outside backs. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And, and you know, it was just, yeah, there was, there was a lot of that. My dad being a Spanish, being born in Spain, that was kind of like, you know, watch Spain over Spain. here, U.S. men's national team over here, Fernando Torres and, and Sergio Ramos are like, those are the dudes, mm-hmm. along with Xavi and Iniesta, but um, yeah. That was fun yeah, to watch. I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with Ramos. I still remember every time he would play against Barcelona, I, like you said, he was always playing in the right back position. Yeah. Um, that game that he played against Ronaldinho, they even, you know, they even asked him, like, who was, like, one of the worst, you know, attackers, or who was the worst, and he actually did say Ronaldinho. He was like, that dude there, he had that crazy skill. But, I mean, maybe now, honestly, if Ronaldinho, even back in his prime, facing Ramos how he is now, I think Ronaldinho would actually have a run, like, he, he would have a really tough time to get through to him. And I mean, Ramos was also a part of some some big clutch moments for Real Madrid. And I'm, oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure Atletico Madrid doesn't want to remember that, but I mean, just <laughs> a phenomenal career for him at, at, at Real Madrid. It's unfortunate that he doesn't get to finish it as a uh, as a Madridista, but I mean, Real Madrid they're always you know always on to to the future, and, and unfortunately, Ramos just isn't part of that future. Yeah. 
It's not the same with it feels like with Guti and and Raul back in the day. Like they they had to go find Eager Casillas. They had to go find somewhere else to kind of finish out their careers or retire at this point in time, even though they feel like they have some more left in them. So it's a sad thing to see a guy like, like you know, Sergio Ramos or even the, the ones I just mentioned leave a team like Real Madrid. You, you kind of always hope they'll be essentially lifers um, for the team. But, you know, it is, as you said, next man up for uh, for Real Madrid. Who can who can they bring in to be, bring back uh, Los Galacticos, if you will? It's probably going to be Los Galacticos 3 for this. Hopefully, I'm sure that's what many Real Madrid fans are hoping for. Once right. you get Mbappe, or if they get Mbappe, that's, that's a big possibility. Yeah. Erling Haaland and Mbappe. Everybody. I mean, everybody should be going into the Erling Haaland race for it. So, yep. but yeah. All right, guys. It is debate time. As we're speaking right now, we're actually dropping this right into our Instagram or at Twitter as well, at InsertNameFC. So you guys can go ahead and throw in your, your thoughts on this topic as well. And if you guys have an idea for a future topic that you want to be featured on this episode, on a future episode, make sure you guys also either you can drop it on the post or you can send us a message once again on Twitter or Instagram at insert name FC. All right. Today's topic is, is Mexico's punishment justified? And for those that want to understand what the heck this means. So thanks to the lovely the Mexican American fans. I'm going to say that Mexican American fans, a lot of people that I've been talking to feel like it wasn't just the Mexicans. It was the Mexican fans that just also happened to be American. Um, there, there will be no Mexico fans for the next two World Cup qualifier games for Mexico's home games. Um, and the reason why is because in the CONCACAF Nations League, in the semifinal, they had a discrimination break because of the Mexico fans yelling out, mainly Puto and uh, Culero are the two... The, Knowing my experience with going to Mexico games, I know those are the two words that they used. So for that, and then they did it again in the CONCACAF Nations League final. Um, and because that uh, CONCACAF decided that they would punish Mexico by not having them, by not having fans in their next two home matches. And I mean, those are two really big matches because I believe one of them is against the U.S. men's national team. So it's still a Stadio Azteca, but I mean, the fans is a big factor when it comes to those games. But uh, what do you guys think? Is this punishment justified uh, in your own thoughts? We'll kick off with Kelsey. Yeah, look, it, <laughs> I'm not going to even just blame Mexican fans. I'm going to blame all fans all over every sport. I feel like we forgot how to act when we go to sporting events. I'm, so, yes, somebody has to be made the guinea pig of the punishment. Do I slightly get a sick enjoyment that it's the Mexican, Mexican national team fans that, that are going to be punished? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I can't lie about it. Going to do, going to Azteca looks a little bit uh, less daunting it, with uh, zero fans in the stands than um, a full, what is it, 100 plus thousand rabid, rabid fans in, in Azteca where you're already playing at a mile high plus. Um, it's just not a fun place to play for anybody. But uh, yeah, especially opposing teams and especially when the U.S. goes in there, um, definitely isn't fun. But I, Mexico's always told, let's be honest, the Mexican national team fans have always told this line between what is too much and what is not enough. Um, a lot of fans are the same way. Mexican national fans, just in my experience, because I've seen more Mexican national team games play against American national team games than any other really international teams. So I'm just going to say it that way is they seem to toe the line a little bit more um, with what is too much and 
unfortunately, you, you're probably right. It probably wasn't even just some Mexican fans. It was just probably, you know, Mexican-American fans, probably some American fans oversprinkled in their section. I mean, let's be honest. they People just forgot how to act when it came to, to go to sporting events. So, yeah, it's, it's a little harsh, but somebody's got to be made to be the guinea pig. And, again, I get a little sick enjoyment that it's Mexico at the same time. <laughs> it worked. Well, I think it's just I think it's justifiable. It's just not uh, maybe I don't know, man. Because I honestly feel like it's always been a part of this of it for God knows how long. Every time they kick the ball, you know, like it's been the same thing. Like back then, I guess maybe because of everything that was going on in the world. Nobody really focused a lot on um, homophobic hate, you know, or, or, or stuff like that, mm-hmm. or even gay bashing. Like, nobody nobody actually, you know, really focused on that. Everybody thought it was just like a harmless prank. Everybody thought it was just harmless. Like, it was just, oh, this is what we do. This is, you know, I mean, I mean, think about it. Even in, in normal conversation with people who use a lot of slang, they'll be like, hey, watch the puto or something like that. Like, They'll, they'll say some random stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, I think it's justifiable now in this in this time and day. But maybe you know, back then, maybe you know, not not really. But now, you know, like I said, now, and like I agree with Kelsey, I, I think it is justifiable, and not just because it's you know, oh, it's Mexico or whatever. It's like like he said, it's all fans. Like any anything that's going on with that, uh, I feel like it's it's. And it's it's the right thing to do. It's just to put, I guess you could say, like a a hold on it, you know, before they start coming out with something new. No, yeah, for sure. And uh, no, I, I agree with both of you. I think that you know, it, but to me, like, it's not just Mexican fans that do this. I mean, I've gone to plenty of Salvador games, and they they yell culero, they also yell puto. Like, I mean, it. it but I, I'm not gonna speak for South America because I've never I've I've never seen any live like South American games. But I know for sure, yeah. like watching a lot of the Salvadoran national team, they do almost the same exact stuff. I've seen them throw beers onto the players as well. So I mean, I I think that maybe the thing that I like obviously from this is that it's hopefully gonna make sure that these fans kind of chill out. And I mean, yeah, like Kelsey said, like I think fans just forget how to be fans at games. You know, we got the Phoenix Suns, the the Suns and Four guy over here beating the fuck out of two guys that had higher ground on him. Um, hey, hey, to be fair, you don't you don't cold cock a guy and then then try to back out of it like it never happened and not expect a little punishment and and then you uh, also don't don't go on on live on a video and try to defend your case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God forbid you do that. But uh, yeah. I mean, that, you know, I, I think fans also just don't know how to act now as of lately. Um, and let's face it, Mexico fans—they're a very intense fan base to begin with, and I think it's not so much. Like their intensity is just because also they come in in large numbers. Uh, they take over everything. There's passion. There's passion. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it is it is huge. People like like Hector previously stated in a, in a previous podcast. You know, they Mexico fans have gone all the way to Europe. You know, for the World Cup, they've they've traveled really far just to see their team play, just to support them. You know, and then the, the chanting and everything. All the same, whenever the Mexico team plays, the stadiums just get jam-packed you feel that atmosphere hell you you probably feel some hostility who knows you know like it's just they get so intense you, you don't know what to expect at this point you're already thinking like okay 
there's a lot of people here. I gotta be careful with what I say. You know, you kind of feel like you feel it. You feel the the the, the rage and the, the passion of, for the for the for the game. Mm-hmm. I will say though, I, I like my experience. The the two matches I've been to, U.S. and Mexico matches I've been to, I've sat next to to Mexican national team fans. And let me say, during the game, yeah, okay, there's a little hostility. There's a little bit of fun poking back back and forth with these guys. After the game, they're the sweetest dudes in the world. Literally, they're, they're just, you, you, you know, it's not like this is a carryover after the game from them or anything or, you know, uh, and, and I was at Dos Cero, So, I mean, we were talking like, yes, I was one of those jerkbag U.S. fans chanting Dos Cero. Like, I, absolutely. But you know what? That's just part of it. Uh, and and but at the, after the game, you know, everybody walked back to their cars just fine. It wasn't no no big deal around in our area. I mean, the fans that were we were we were split fifty fifty in, in our section, like between American fans and Mexican national team fans. And and I mean, it was like you know, yeah, okay, this is the, this punishment sucks, but it's not a it's not a, a description for the entire Mexican fan base um, at all. I mean, it's just it's just these dudes that just forgot how to be fans. It feels like. Uh, exactly, it's very true. Um, I mean, like I said, like you even said, like someone need to get punished to at least make a make a stance that hey, this will not be tolerated. Uh, I guess depending on how you view, you view it, it's either fortunate or unfortunate depending on who you're supporting. But um, you know, hopefully that this 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 makes a statement for the rest of not only just Concacaf but just FIFA in general that there will be no toler. There's going to be zero tolerance when it comes to just chance that are in any way discriminative. Um, so, I mean, it's it's for the, especially, I mean, as of lately, discrimination has become an even larger issue throughout the game. And I mean, it's being highlighted more now, uh, you know, especially we've, we've seen hostile fans do this in plenty of times. Like Portugal is like a prime example of, of seeing this happen. So I'm glad that it's, it's at least getting, there's now being something handled by it. And hopefully this sets a precedent to the rest of, of the soccer world that there will not be any more tolerance from it. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. All right, guys. So once again, the topic is there on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. Go ahead and give us your thoughts. And also, if you guys have a topic in mind that you want me, Edward, or maybe Kelsey comes back for another episode, uh, you want to hear us discuss it, make sure you guys either drop it on the post or you can send us a personal message once again on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. And if we like it, we'll feature in a future episode and we'll even give you a shout out. Even as ridiculous as your username is, it could be, you know, freaking slash dude 69. Like it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll high underscore low underscore sports. That too. So, <laughs> so that works too. But yeah, Dang. so uh, share us your thoughts and obviously, you know, give us your input for a future topic. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear another ad read and then we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, what was your New Year's resolution? Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it's simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading, we listen to someone read your books for you on Audible? Audible? Audible has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience. I like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work. What if I don't like Audible? You can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. You'll be supporting the insert name FC podcast along with finally getting that New Year's resolution done. 
Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. All right, we got some game recaps. Edward, what is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually <clears throat> Germany versus Portugal. Now, okay, so let me put it here. I honestly thought Portugal was actually going to beat Germany just by one. I thought it was going to be like a 1-0 situation where it was just going to basically be defense to defense. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, but all in all, Germany beat Portugal for 2-2. So it it was a it was actually a good game to watch. Like I'm not even gonna lie. It, it was it was really a good game to watch. I ended up catching that one. Uh Germany had 56% of the possession and they outshot Portugal 13 to 8. So it wasn't that, you know, it was it wasn't too bad too good kind of stuff like it was it was actually pretty good it was a pretty good it was more of a okay portugal was waiting for the counterattack and boom as soon as the counterattack would happen that's when they were just trying to shoot out of there with their speedy players and i mean sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't now it managed to stop some so i mean yeah um they uh they, 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 they play their game basically that's that's one thing that i'm uh pretty happy about four out of six goals were four out of six goals were scored by our Portuguese players. Um, the yeah. goal <laughs> that the basically, guy, I know, I was like, basically, I was like, basically, Portugal canceled themselves out because <laughs> you had two own goals scored by Portuguese players. Yeah, yeah, and then um, also not so, good for Ruben Diaz. The <laughs> yeah, no, nah, not John a, not so finally rubbed off on him. Yeah, pretty much. There's the John Stones influence we were looking for all season. Yeah, exactly. Which Premier League defensive player of the year? And then (laughs) it's a curse. Winning winning Premier League defensive player of the year is a curse. Virgil Van Dyke tears his ACL. David Luiz Luiz won it one year. And oh, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. John Terry won it in his last year before he had sex with a teammate's wife. Yeah, I remember that. That best scandal. Jamie Carragher won it and then injured the next year. It's a it's a it's a curse. It's like a Madden curse. Getting EPL pl- defensive player of the year. It's a curse. Uh, yeah, and it, and it continues as Ruben Diaz scores on his own team. And what's funny is that like the whole buildup for this game was that Cristiano Ronaldo has yet to have scored a goal. Against Germany, he does it. Not only does it, but ties with Miroslav Klose for most goals in in international tournaments, which also includes years of World Cups. And then he, after that, just it's over. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's let's be honest. Off. His goal was made in Liverpool. Diogo Yota created all of that goal. That's true. Oh yeah, he, did. he took I it mean, all in, and he just it, it was it was a tapper. It. it was just a tapper. Yeah. Like if it's, not for, side. if it's not for what the own goals for the Portuguese players, Diego Yota probably wins player of the game, without a doubt. Like it could it could have finished two two and he would have been player of the game. Yeah, he would have been a press conference to get a cup. We don't we don't know his style, sir. Maybe it could have been Heineken. We don't know. We don't know. Here's the crazy thing at halftime of this game. There had been 
in Germany's three in Germany's games, they were up two one. And so from between that game and the France game, they have accounted for three own goals. One scored by them and two scored for them. And yet they still had a positive goal differential at that point in time. Yeah. But, I mean, there was, there was so much pressure with Germany as of lately just because of they've just been in just a long series of just, of just not being able to get the results. And you lost North Macedonia. Let's that's that's all you can say. Yeah, that too. That too. Um, you know, I'm, to be fair, you're going up against France. It's not that's not an easy matchup. And then to go up against Portugal, I feel like Germany at least got some confidence from this win, even though you, you look at the two own goals and you're like, clearly Portugal helped them. But I mean, they had to set up those, they had to set up those opportunities themselves as well. So I mean, you got to give them credit for that. But I mean. And now, you know, at least they're in a better spot, you know, to, to at least advance to the next round uh, with that win. Right. And I mean, you know, if there's a consolation, their final game is against Hungary. So they'll be okay. Second <laughs> so, so, hour is going to probably pull so, out so, all the stops. We'll, we'll, we'll gonna... You know, Manuel Neuer fighting against homophobia. That's a good point. <laughs> Look, I'll, t- I'll tell you, you had a great game, though. Robin Gosens in this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about his his autobiography, but in it he talks about asking Cristiano Ronaldo to exchange jerseys in a match they they played against each other, and Ronaldo straight up looked at him and was like, "Who are you?" And oh yeah, so this this is a special gold star for Robin Gosens in this one. He scores a goal, probably he probably ends up winning Player of the Game, um, uh, Man of the Match in this one because of his performance. I mean, one of those own goals was off of his foot. Uh, so actually, I think actually both of the own goal or no, no, it was just one of the own goals was off his foot. The other one came off Kai Havertz's pass. But I mean, look, he got, got his last laugh. He got the last. Yeah, laugh. look he, at, that, at the end of that one, it, it might have been Ronaldo coming to ask for a jersey swap and and him being like, "Who are, are you?" <laughs> if that would have been the case, that would have been fantastic. I know it probably wouldn't have happened. He's too nice of a guy, but yeah, I don't think he's gonna have a, I don't think he's gonna have a pre woman moment. Uh, I would have done it. It would have been nice, but I don't think. I would have done it, like, but like Ronaldo, please exchange jerseys with me back in the tunnel. But like, as far as on TV, let me say no to you on TV so the cameras can catch it. <laughs> oh man, I, I hope that's, that's what happens. Insane. But. <clears throat> that would be insane. I mean, I. Uh, do you, okay. So, do you guys ever? I'm still going off topic here, but do you guys ever think like if they're ever gonna make like a like a movie based off of like a single player and they're going to have to get somebody else to play like Ronaldo or something like that later on in the future. Have you not seen the goal trilogy yet? Goal eight? Oh gosh. <laughs> goal eight. Which, by the way, I'm still looking for goal three. If anybody has it or anybody has a link to it, please uh, hit I my DMs up. I, saw, I actually saw it on YouTube. Yes, it's very bad. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first 15 minutes of it and I've yet to be able to find it since. Uh, they pulled it that fast off of every streaming surface when it came and, out. And I know. Well, when I saw it, it was on YouTube. That was when you know you, you can you can find some some leaked movies on YouTube. But yeah, that's when I saw it, and I was just like, this this I'm more embarrassed watching this. And there's there's movies out there that like this movie's just bad. Like, and that that's what Goal Three was. I mean, honestly, the, the, no, the whole Goal series is pretty bad. Bar- barely any Santi in the movie. So oh not even, man. <laughs> There's barely any sound. It's not even on him anymore. Yeah, it's not about him. It's about the English national team. Yeah. <laughs> it follows uh, two, two guys that you're like, who the fuck are these two? <laughs> I miss Santi. 
I need more. You know what? This whole world needs more Santiago Munoz in, his, in, in their in their life. The greatest um, Newcastle player ever. That's the greatest apparently. And Real Madrid Kevin Harris. The best thing is that Santos Laguna has a Mexican American player named Santiago Munoz. No way! Oh, really? Wow. What? How have I not known this? I need a jersey, <laughs> and this man, and this is gonna go on my wall. <laughs> What? Uh, and the, the yeah. best part is that Newcastle, like, he scored a goal uh, for Santos Laguna during the season, and Newcastle oh United retweeted the goal. Oh my gosh. Could this be a move from Newcastle trying to actually just for promotion purposes whatsoever? El Paso, Texas born. <laughs> yeah, all right. I need this man's jersey. He wears number one ninety two currently. Uh, so can we get that translated into uh, into actual numerical numbers for me to have a jersey of him, please? That sounds like a Lego MX jersey. Yeah, that is one hundred percent a Lego MX jersey. <laughs> all right, let's go to let's go to my game to recap, and that is the Seattle Sounders beating LA Galaxy two to one. Yeah, it's just it was this game was great. I love watching Seattle and LA. Galaxy. LA Galaxy actually looks pretty good this year. Um, that's all I gotta say for them. That's that's my one nice thing about the LA Galaxy. Um, that was the nicest thing I've ever heard you say about the LA Galaxy. Yeah, to be honest, I mean I did make Chicharito my player of the week a few episodes ago. But okay, there's just because you have to do that doesn't mean you. Yeah, that's true. So LA had fifty nine percent of the possession. Seattle outshot LA Galaxy eleven to six. And the game winner, which I don't know how this guy is right now playing for Seattle right now. I thought I would assume that Peru would have been calling this guy up for the Copa America. But the goal was scored by the Peruvian himself, Raul Ruiz Diaz. I think Peru would definitely would love to have him right now. But yeah, their loss is his gain as he scores the game winner. And also retain, well, I mean, I guess regardless if this was a draw, it would have still been the same. But Seattle remains unbeaten on the road. And I know there was like all these questions and concerns about the Seattle Sounders if they're still going to be that team without Jordan Morris and like they lost some players from that team that went to the MLS Cup, which got obliterated by Columbus Crew. But clearly, they're still a hot team and they're still a team to, to definitely worry about when it comes to the MLS playoffs. And, and I think Seattle just proved it today. And then plus, they got to where they're sick, sick. Uh, dang, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> That, Which one? The uh, Purple Rain jerseys? The purple, Jimmy the, Hendrix jerseys? Yeah, the Jimmy Hendrix jerseys. They oh, got to wear those. Those, those sick Jimmy Hendrix jerseys. If it wasn't for the fact that I was a Dynamo fan, I would go and get one of those because it is a sick jersey. The perk of being a Sacramento Republic uh, American soccer fan, I don't I don't condone myself to any MLS squad, so I can buy all the jerseys this year until Sacramento joins the MLS. That's true. Good point. And Edward doesn't isn't a fan of any of them, so you could definitely get away with it. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. I have switched my allegiance so many times between between teams. Originally, it was Portland, and then it was like, ah, oh, well, Orlando City, that's closer to home. And then it was like Atlanta's super close to home. Well, now I don't live anywhere near any of them. And I was like, well, Sacramento got announced finally, and that's my hometown. So, Sacramento go. Republic. There you go. That's the way to do it. All right, guys. <laughs> Players of the week. Kelsey, who's your player of the week? Oh, man. Speaking of MLS, MLS games that were absolutely fantastic, uh, give me Jacob Glesnes, uh, the absolute banger from the center back for Philadelphia Union to tie it up with 2-2 against Atlanta. I mean, that this man 
he only knows how to score Galazos. He has had two bangers in his in his career, actually this season, and both have been from about 35 plus. And he went triple bar. Not double bar, not bar down, triple bar down to get this goal in. It, it literally bounced three times off the crossbar before going across. And Brad Guzan, from about, I'm telling you, about 40 yards out, had no chance to move. Granted, Brad, Brad Guzan is, I've never been a big Brad Guzan fan, so anybody scoring on Brad Guzan just gets a little extra check mark in my book for for that one. But uh, it was an absolutely fantastic performance from Guzness. And, and really, if it's not for him, even defensively, this game is much much worse for, for Philadelphia. And even that goal would have done nothing to tie that up for uh, with Atlanta. So uh, he, he puts in the player a week performance for me. And speaking of, speaking of when we were just talking about Seattle jerseys, but Philadelphia, that jersey that they wore, I, I don't know about you, but I love that jersey. It's just the baby pop. blue. Yeah. Yeah. I love the baby blue top. I don't like the yellow shorts, but I love the baby blue top. Yeah. Give me, give me the, uh, give me the old, uh, give me the Navy blue bottoms with them instead. And the, the gold piping. I'll take it. Every day of the week. That would have been a perfect kit. But yeah, those jerseys are also pretty sick for Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Uh, we we need we need more more out, out outside the box jersey ideas because it works, apparently. Yeah, I, I love I dude, I'm loving some of these jerseys this year. I can't lie. All right, Edward, who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is actually Robert Lewandowski. He actually scored the goal at a tie. Poland against Spain, which to me, by having the all-star Spain team, you know, I I, I respect Spain a lot, and I respect their game. And for them taking, to tie against... Talk about taking away a moment from Morata. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's what I'm we saying. just talk about how, how bad he's been every every time for Spain. He scores a goal, and Lewandowski's like, no, no, I'm the world's best striker. No, no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he just showed up, you know? I mean, we can't really take... Take away from from the guy, you know. You can't really take away from the guy from uh, from scoring against Spain. I mean, dude, it's it's Spain. And, and I mean, it's it's definitely you have some good it's, that was Polish a big goal player. for them because obviously Poland still stays in to at least get a shot yeah. to continue on to the next exactly. round. So I mean, yeah, it's a big win, especially against against Spain. Um, but yeah, man, no, Robert Lewandowski. I mean, there's one thing I know about Robert Lewandowski: you do not give that guy anything up front because. You don't give He's going to make space. you pay for it. 20 yards in, I'm not leaving that man an inch of space. If I'm a defender, I'm hugging the man as soon as he gets about 25 yards near goal. And like, I'm not letting go. I will take a yellow card. I will take a penalty kick going to anybody but Lewandowski. And I will feel better about myself than allowing Lewandowski to get the ball at his feet within 20 yards. Shoot, I'm thinking oh, injury. Yeah. Like, I was like, Lewandowski could like barely have like, like slapped my shirt and I would still fall and act like I'm hurt. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I am a, a big a proponent of never flopping, but I would call me freaking flopper out there. Like, I, flipper. I, Dude, I might, I'll be I a might magic just, carp. I'll be I'm, a magic carp out there just flopping around. I might just like to say they <laughs> call me a racial slur. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hector, we were, it was such a good episode until that moment. <laughs> It's quite the run, guys. It was quite the run. Had to pull out the card. He did. He did. He had to do that. Oh, geez. That's a yellow card for Hector. He has to sit five minutes in the in, in the yellow box. Card. Where's, where's, the, he, uh, where's the whistle blowing? He has, to, uh, he has to forfeit his Coors Light sponsorship for that Ozark sponsorship for the next five minutes. Yep, yep. 
<laughs> oh man, right. that's crazy! All right, Hector, who's your player of the week? <laughs> My player of the week is Jazzy's artist. Um, scores okay. two goals in Columbus Crew's two nothing win against Chicago Fire. But what was so what was so special about about these two goals is because he gave Columbus Crew Stadium one last dos acero before they were no longer going to be playing in Columbus Crew Stadium. They're not going to be playing in their new stadium. Um, so. Yazzie's heart is just, ever since he came over from LA Galaxy, has just been nothing but an amazing player. Can't say the same for his time at the U.S. Men's National Team. But for the Columbus crew, he's been nothing but a star. And um, it's only fitting for him to be the guy that gives one last dose of zero in Columbus, Ohio. Also, side note to that, I'll talk about wrapping things full around. Uh, first goal ever scored in Columbus Crew Stadium was by number 11. And That's last goal scored by Columbus Crew in Columbus Crew Stadium was scored by number eleven. Can't write, th- can't make this up, man. That's why we love this game. Yep. Not yet. It's a just a cool thing. But congratulations to Jacob Blennis, Robert Lewandowski, and Yazzie Zardes for being our players of the week. Yay. You get a big high five and maybe some Coors Light sponsorship money. Coors Light, hit us up. I, mean, I think, I'll, I'll I think also this puts Robert Lewandowski a little bit closer to Erling Haaland for, for player of the year so, yeah. in our race for player I, I, of the year. And, and, and the thing is, if anything, you know, Lewandowski, I got, you know, two of your jerseys. You know, if you want to switch them, you know, with the one you're wearing now with the Poland one, I got the Pyramidic one. You know, you want to switch them? That's cool, bro. You know, I got you. I got you. How can you yeah, represent somebody that plays for me? Because he's a Lewandowski Yeah, fan. but... I'm a Lewandowski fan, man. Fair enough. You can't, I mean, you can't, you can't hate, you can't hate on Lewandowski. Like, here's my, here's but my hot a, take. A here's real Lewandowski fan would have a Poland Lewandowski jersey. Yeah. Oh, I will. But here's my hot take for Lewandowski, and I might get, I might get fired for this one. Uh, but he's the best striker in the world right now. It has been for the last three years. I agree. I mean, dude, I honestly, honestly, honestly thought that he was supposed to get the. All right. Stick around for the rest of the show. All right. I was prepared to like shut off a mic and go be like, bye guys. Here's a very controversial take. Here's a very controversial take. The controversy is that we all agree with you. The controversy is we're all smart and everybody else is disagrees with us is dumb. Yes, exactly. Quote me. Come at me in my DMs. But. I'll just ignore you. Uh, I'm sure there's gonna be some Ronaldo and Messi stands that are gonna probably find that very cringy. Can we give him like a a Lewandowski like a double ball on the door? Like is that is that possible? Because I think technically he won 2020. Like there needs to be another trophy other than just the ball on door for for strikers because I'm sorry. I can't keep seeing Messi and Ronaldo up there winning best player when I'm watching Lewandowski do what he's doing in front of goal and not be like why is this net man not winning any trophies that mean anything? Why, like, uh, yeah, okay, he leagues golden boot, fine. Euro golden boot, fine. World Cup golden boot, whatever. Champions League golden boot. <laughs> give me, give me Europe's best FIFA Cup striker. A trophy. Give me that trophy. Let me see that trophy. I need it in my in my life because he's doing it against better competition, and that's what bothers me. Is you got Ronaldo doing it against kids that are like high school American players, Torino. Yeah, uh, exactly. Oh. <laughs> Doing it to Torino. Like, it's like JV squads out here playing, you know, and Messi, I'm sorry, but out, what, you have two two opponents every year, three opponents every year that are actually tough. The other 16 or two on you. 
Like that's that's fair. At least Germany yeah, is at least somewhat challenging for the top eight. That's very true. All right, man. There's some games to look forward to this this coming weekend. Obviously, we got the knockout rounds for the Euros, so that's gonna the drama intensifies because there is no more ties now. It is either win or go home. Thank and goodness, so, and I can't wait for that. I'm sure everyone can't wait for that. Hopefully, we see some some extra time. Hopefully, we see some penalties because that, we need well, that drama. That Wales and Denmark matchup on Saturday. I am so excited for that one. That is going to be a fun one. I can't, I can't wait. I mean, the, the other thing that's crazy is like everyone slept on Italy, and Italy has has been undefeated for a very long time. Hopefully, I jinxed them right now. <laughs> <laughs> but Italy looks. Curse of the commentator. All right, we're going for it already. <laughs> yeah, Italy yeah, looks yeah. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> and England, who I thought would be my was my favorite to win this whole damn thing, is looking very suspect. And it's not so much them. I just think they're just not playing the right players. <laughs> yeah, no, look, I put five, uh, Yeah, James Sancho, why he's not getting playing time when you're tied with Scotland? Give, give me the true. guy who's been involved with why are 85% we, why are of his club team's Grealish? goals. Why is Jack Grealish out here? <laughs> did you hear the story of Jack Grealish when he's being defended by the Scottish defenders, what the Scottish defenders did to him? They started complimenting him, like literally complimenting his his calves, the way his hair looks and everything while he's on the field. What? They started complimenting him to get into his head. That's exactly what uh, O'Donnell was talking about. I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is how you got in Jack Grealish's head? This is how you stopped Jack Grealish? Complimenting him? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is why you bring in Jaden Sancho. Uh, if you guys have not heard the announcer, the, the, the throwback to the announcer, you don't want to mess with Jaden Sancho. He's from South London. Uh, you know, those hands work, if you will. Yeah, start yep. start, start giving niceties to Jaden Sancho. He's going to go put up two assists and a goal on you in 13 minutes. Like, he'll be fine. Guys from London, oh, and yeah. then also the guy also speaks German. So, I mean, you don't want to mess with that guy. <laughs> no, like, Jaden seriously, 85% of his club's goals he's involved in. And and yet he can't find 10 minutes of playing time for, for England. Uh, if you ask me, that's an England problem, not a, a Jaden Sancho problem. I feel like they're underperforming, man. Like English should be one of the best teams in this tournament, and they have not looked like one of the best teams in this tournament. Is so that the story of England? Yeah, national teams like every it's supposed year. to come home. Damn it! <laughs> it's been coming home for the last thirty-five <laughs> years since it actually came home. Well, I'm sorry, fifty-five years. Yes. And, I mean, and, and they have and they have the prospects for it. They have the prodigies. They have like this really young talent that's just. Amazing. The, ta- and yet, the, the, talent is, the talent is there. I, they just need to take advantage of it. <laughs> their, their coaches are just still back in 1995 and 1998 and their heydays. And, they're, they're, and that's their the worst part for me, man, because I as soon as you get the ball, game. just shoot it out yeah. and striker should go get it. You know? You have Harry Kane. Harry Kane should be feeding off of what Jaden Sancho and Phil Fawn are feeding him. And that hasn't happened. But I'm, I'm and I just don't like the call. I just don't uh, not the call up. I just don't like the rosters I've been seeing lately. Uh, in the, in this tournament from England, hopefully that changes. But we'll, they still we'll try to play too too positionally, and and I feel like all the players that they have are those multi dimensional players, and it's mm-hmm. just like you can't you can't play solidified positions I mean, when I'm, your whole team is made of free form players. Like it just doesn't work. I mean, when you have a team that consists of Phil Foden and Jaden Sancho, you would think that is as a team you can't you can't outrun. You can't mess up with, yeah. You, you throw in, you throw in Raheem Sterling, Delia Lee on his day. I mean, Harry Kane can drop into midfield and give you a ball better than most midfielders in the world can give you. That's very true. And he can also strike a ball better than most strikers can give. 
I, I don't like the only reason he is not in the consideration for world's best striker is because of his performances for England because they have just been well. England. Also, doesn't help that you play for Tottenham. Yeah, and then that's the other side of things is is he plays in a literal toilet bowl of a stadium. I, I still can't get over the fact their stadium looks like a toilet bowl seat. <laughs> this is the the, the Les Rose Tottenham episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I've gotten my Arsenal shots in at the same time. Yeah, uh, basically Les, Les Rose London except for Jaden Sancho. No, Jaden Sancho is the best thing to come out of London. Let's be completely honest. And Jordan Bellingham, I think he's also a South London kid. All right, for your for you MLS people or people that are, should probably start watching the MLS, there is some state rivalry games going on, and that's Inter Miami versus Orlando City. I don't know Fantastic. about the current forms aren't necessarily the greatest thing out there, but I mean it's a rivalry game that should matter. And of course, El, El, uh, the Cali Classico between San Jose and the LA Galaxy. Um, I mean, LA Galaxy just came off of a big loss against. Against the uh, Seattle Sounders, San Jose. I mean, they came off of a big draw against Matthew McConaughey. So we can, I'm sure there's there's some there's some there's something needs to happen in this game. So, but these two games usually never disappoint to me. So I think those are two games that you'd be looking after. And then on Monday you have Uruguay versus Paraguay. I don't think that this is a rivalry, but I think the fact that they end with a Y just makes me think that they should probably be rivals. <laughs> Wow! I, I should hate you. That got that got Kelsey. That got Kelsey right there. I, I should, knew it was coming. I saw it coming, just like from a mile away, and I couldn't stop it. Like I don't, I don't know who you are, but you're from Uruguay, so I guess I should hate you. <laughs> I, I I think it's Uruguay and Peru are the big ones, but you know what? You provide solid logic. They're right I, next to each other too. It, it makes sense that it would be they'd be one of the ones they'd be rivals with. And I mean, Uruguay has been kind of underperforming so far in in this tournament as well. Uh, I can't really, can't really tell you with Paraguay. Like I haven't really been watching them play. I mean, I was I was watching them like, just a little bit, like, getting snippets of today's game. But but yeah, so I think that's gonna be a fun game to watch because um, I mean we're getting closer for the for the Copa America to the knockout round. So all these games count, especially because only one team doesn't move on to the next round. So you definitely don't want to be that one team. <laughs> Embarrassing if you are. Yeah. Venezuela, right. I'm looking at you. Venezuela, <laughs> Bolivia. Oh, no, Bolivia won a game. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Bolivia does not look bad right now. <laughs> well, okay, that's not true. They look <laughs> bad, but their players are playing well. Somehow they manage. It's the jerseys, man. I'm telling you, it's just they're so bad. The All other right. team feels bad for them. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, so we're going to take one more break, and then you're going to go to our three up, three down. Um, I mean, we already told y'all what the topic was going to be last episode, which is the 2021 Copa America jerseys. So I think this is a perfect way to segue to it. So, all right, yep. we're going to go ahead and take a break, and we'll get going with 3-Up, three 3-Down. Three hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on UnhingedSN.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back, man. It is time for three up, three down. And today's topic is the 2021 Copa America jerseys. So oh, last fashion. episode. Yep. Last, <laughs> last week, we, we talked about the Euros. Now we're going to talk about Copa America. We might, we, you know what? I might just be lazy and just do MLS jerseys for next week. Oh, man. Can I come back on and just talk about MLS jerseys next week? <laughs> Mind you, three I don't want to do the rest of the episodes. I just want to do three up, three down with the jerseys next week. Shit, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that works for me. 
<laughs> I'll send in a pre-recorded I'm, message. I'm Here's Kelsey's three up and three down. Hey, bro. Hey, I feel like this is what Kelsey was looking forward to the most, which is being part of the three up, three down. And you I guys don't, don't understand. I watched. I, I watched Uni Watch. I don't know if you guys know anything about Uni Watch. It's like the uniform watch. It gives you all the updates for all the uniforms every sport all year round. I have them bookmarked on my homepage. Like that is what my homepage is. So I get to see all the jerseys. I am a jersey hound. Just I love jerseys. It's so it's a freak problem. Those and cleats and shoes. Sign me up. All right. So Spencer did send me the three, his three up, three down. So we're gonna kick things off with Spencer. And for his, start things off for his three down, he didn't actually specify the jersey, which is perfectly fine with me. So at number three, he has Bolivia. He feels that the jerseys are safe. And I mean, understandable. Understandable. Number two, Uruguay. Also because they took a safe approach. That's fair. And number one, he has Colombia uh, because of the psychology, the psychology blotter test. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand because that's a lot of what my my top, my bottom three are too. It's a dog. <laughs> the psychology blotter test is just. <laughs> it's a dog. What do you see in this image? Um. My childhood. I, I don't know. Like, what are you supposed to answer with that? What is the correct seaweed. answer? Seaweed. All right. All right, Kelsey, you want to you wanna start things off for us here? Yeah. So, so, so my three down, uh, I'm sticking with, with exactly what Spencer was talking about with Columbia at three with those blue away jerseys. Just, yeah, awful. It's, it's awful. And I'm just going to combine Argentina at number two and say both of their jerseys. Like, I get this is the, the baby blue and white. But you did a camo pattern in the baby blue. I don't. I. I, I can't yeah, see the baby blue. I, I hate the template. Man, like Ugh. I mean, I get that. Like you know, it's Adidas and and, and Nike. Like they're gonna have a set template. Yeah. But like, just do just do a like honestly, this is one of those cases. Just do the basic jersey. The basic jersey. Argentina gets away with doing the basic jerseys, and that's the that's the crazy thing. It's like you give me the the baby blue stripes and the white. Jersey, and you're gonna win every time. Like, there's no failing into that. Like, you can stick with your your, your original recipe, and you'll be perfectly fine. And you added some extra shit that I'm like, I thought that it, maybe it was like you know someone like poorly erased the blue, <laughs> the, the blue stripes, and there you go. Yeah, and, and like their their away jerseys are, are the exact same template as the Columbia jerseys. The exact same template. If you literally cut out the the aqua blue, the light color aqua blue in their jerseys, and you keep that dark green with the the, the baby blue, those are fantastic jerseys. Just in those two colors, you don't need to add this the the oh, yeah whatever the, the personality design uh, the the personality test paint all over them. Yeah, like that is just that's ugly. Um, I'm gonna let Uruguay pass, even though they've done the same exact uniform. For year in and year out, I feel like their home jerseys have just been the same exact thing forever. Um, I'm going to let them have a pass on this one because the number one goes to Bolivia. And it, it's because they have three different shades of green on, on one, one jersey. Like, you don't need a Hunter Green, Kelly Green, and green. What, emerald green? On a, on a jersey where your nation's flag is red, green, yellow, and black. You don't need three different colors of green on there. That's just, uh, it's hard to look at it. The red jersey doesn't bother me as much, but the the blue, the green is just, and then I think it also has like lizard print on it. I can't really tell if that's supposed to be lizard print or. I don't or think just, it's lizard. I don't. I think it's just like the mesh. 
And then I mean, that in and of itself, I'm pretty sure it makes it a fourth color green, which is even weirder. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, it's come on, Bolivia. Like, I, a Marathon doesn't make Marathon's not known for making great kits. So, That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't expecting much for them being sponsored by Marathon, but you know what? They, they could have done better at least. So, yeah, that's my three down. Okay. Edward? Well, all right. So, my three down are, well, I have to go with, uh, I have to go with Kelsey on the Argentina jersey, my number three. Uh, actually, I don't mind the baby blue striping with the camo pattern, whatever, but that, that green with the, with the camo looking thing, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I just, that, that away jersey just, God, it just killed it for me. Like, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. my like. Just keep it the solid color, that solid dark blue. Just, just keep it that way. That would, that was working out perfectly. All right, and my number two. All right, I don't know why. Maybe it's that weird pattern checkered thing. Um, the Brazil away jersey, that blue. Um, maybe it's because of that whole. Oh, we're trying to two, three different shades of blue kind of stuff. Oh, instead of making it to where it's like washed out or meshing in or something, they just go ahead. Oh, we're going to put tiles on there. You know, to me, it looks like I'm somebody's trying to fix a floor there and they, they mixed up the colors on there. Um, That's going to be one pissed off contractor. Yeah, it's like you, you, don't, you don't, don't enjoy those Brazilian contractors making your bathroom all colors and shades of blue? <laughs> no. I like my bathroom's monotone. <laughs> I like yes. them single tone but scaled. Personally, no, I'm just kidding. Exactly. I, I, I don't want any of that. <laughs> no, but, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, it just it just looks so weird. Like, to me, and I always see this, the diamond pattern, I always see an eye and an eye and where the mouth's supposed to be in the head, like, with that diamond pattern. You just draw so, a smiley face on the pattern. Yeah, you can, just draw, you can just draw a smiley face and be like, hey, this is it, you know? I can just, never just, see this now. <laughs> yeah, I'll see. There you go. Of <laughs> course, thought go, process. <laughs> if, you, if you go, if you go to like the old school garages, like the ones I used to have, they had those 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 panes with that same diamond pattern, oh, and I would yeah. always think it was like um, it could be in like the Beetleborgs, like freaking with their facial oh, shit that's a, right that's there. A throwback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So every time I see the heart strand, man. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I was like, so I see, that's what I see. I see that bug, weird looking bug face, that fly looking face. So yeah, that's space goes coast to coast looking bug. Yeah, the little, all the green mantis. Yes. There you go. That's all I'm seeing now. That's, I'm sorry. You've sold me on Brazil's jersey being a bad, one of the worst. My number one. And the reason being is because it just, I don't see why. Like I, I really don't see why. Chile's away jersey with that weird pattern mm. on the top. Like okay. I just, uh, it looks to me. To me, it looks like more Aztec kind of stuff because it looks like the pyramid. You know, it's gonna go up with the blue, and on the sides, it's like you have a, a feathers of the eagle. You know, so to me, it's just like. I don't. I don't see where Chile would be like that, or that right there. Okay. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I just. I just don't see it. It just doesn't fly with me. I, I don't like it. it. Maybe they had the all white with maybe like the red and blue striping or something like that. But I. I, I love the Chile homer jersey. I actually do. Just very common. They kept, like you said, you guys say they kept the safe. I like, but the away jersey, no. 
So to reiterate, my number three is Argentina. Number two is the Brazilian bug-eyed version. And number one is the Chile away. I have so many bones to pick with your Chile away one. <laughs> That's based off the Incan designs, which is the Incan, Na- Incan nation was based there in you go. Incan. There you go. It's based in Chile. Uncultured ass motherfucker. That is the wings of the ancient winged god. Like that is beautifully designed. Name name the name the winged god. Oh, I can't. I'm just very difficult to pronounce, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Machu Picchu, is it? No. (laughs) Isn't that Peru? That's a place. That's a place, yeah. That's a place. I'll just Better than me. All right, for my three down, I got the Venezuela, uh, Venezuela road jersey. I just, I can't do it, man. I didn't like <laughs> you it. You don't like the giant V for victory? <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> sweet, it's sweet, like, sweet, like I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I get, I get that Venezuela usually does that dark maroon color for their for their kids. I feel like your your second kid should at least be like something a little different. Maybe use the Venezuelan flag, like maybe something like I like just go a little bit away from your traditions, but. I just Spice it up a little bit. Yeah, I just I don't like it. it's very plain, but I just I'm not a fan of the of, the, of that beat at all. So yeah, I got Hector, uh, Hector accusing a Latin nation of being plain. That would have no <laughs> no Latin nation has ever been accused of being plain. Wow. <laughs> at number two, I have Chile's home jersey. What? I, okay. I, that's, I, okay. that's okay. I I respect the I, the home jersey was yeah not pretty. I I don't like it. I, I everything about that jersey I is just no to me. It like there's there's being played and then trying to add extra shit to it. And I think that them adding trying to add extra shit to it just makes it look worse to me. So that's why I don't like Chile's home jersey. And number one is Ecuador's home jersey. I hate their new logo. <laughs> I I hate the you if like I the see, bumblebee look too. I don't like horizontal stripes because one, it doesn't make big guys look appealing. That's a good point. That's a quality point. I respect his point. <laughs> it's like I, expect, I respect. I agree. It's true, man. Horizontal that is a not, 10 out of 10 point. <laughs> and I just don't like the new Ecuador badge. Like, I like the old Ecuador badge. This this badge is, I don't know. It just does. This is, better, this is better than the new Inter Milan badge and better than the new Juve badge, at least. Uh, That's true. Yeah. I, I'll give him that. But yeah, I'm just. <laughs> I just don't like the Ecuador. Uh, I mean, I don't even like the road jersey to be honest either. But the home jersey just I'm like. Well, you're I, not gonna I, like my top three. That's like, Ugh. <laughs> but but yeah. So that that's my three down. All right, I'm gonna look at Spencer's three up and see what he has. And for his three up and number three, he has Ecuador. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Spencer, for having Thank some you. sort of taste in your life. Uh, and he says, Even I agree. and it is a, his add-on is with the reverse polo. Okay. okay. All right. Number two, he has Argentina. Summer ready. I'm guessing he's like, yeah. about, what are you talking about? How can you say that? Because you can't see half of the jersey. Everybody, <laughs> everybody has their different their different ideas. Peru, that crimson goes hard as fuck. It does. Yeah. yeah nah, sure. I actually like it. I, I like the I like their their uh 
call to the heritage too on their stripe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look, if you notice the sleeves as well, their sleeves are like multicolored. Yeah, they they have it at the base of the the base of the stripe. It's the same thing, and it like runs up into the stripe. It's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kelsey. All right. Wait, was that all three? Really? Oh yeah, I forgot because I trashed his uh, his his Argentina pick. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start with number three for me is the away Ecuador jersey because I'm all about two tone blues like this where it's a baby blue, a dark blue, and then it accents each other well, and it's not horizontal stripes. This is where I like the badge. I don't know why I hate the badge. With I think, the, with I the, think, I think it's the backing. But I, I, like, I like how the badge looks with the blue jersey. It's the well, navy on the white, and it looks good. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I think it's the backing, you know, like the back. That's, the that's back, crazy. The like back how something up. just as simple as that could just completely change the jersey. Yeah. Yeah. they probably wear it with white shorts, and if they don't, it's going to be that baby blue. I hope. Hopefully, they don't wear it with any silly colored shorts. With the dark blue. Yeah, they use the bubble. Cool. They, they use the cool. bumblebee shorts. Yeah, they got. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I honestly have not been paying attention to Ecuador in this tournament, but. Yeah, no, that would be bad. Um, so, number number two for me is uh, Paraguay's home jersey, the feathers. Uh, I love the feathers, that, that sublimation into the uh, the red stripes. Looks oh, nice. fantastic. Um, and then, number one, uh, I got to go Uruguay's away jersey. The the white with the badge in the sublimated into the jersey, it's, it's oh yeah, it's a unique take because it just says Uruguay across the chest, right? It looks like a training jersey, and we just talked about mm-hmm. training jerseys looking sometimes better than mm-hmm. the, the actual jerseys. jerseys. And it's like this is this I get a training vibe here where it says just Uruguay across the chest with the Puma logo, and then all the badges are just sublimated into the jersey. And I'm all about like sublimation designs to me are some of the coolest things ever. Um, but oh, yeah. an honorable honorable mention though is that Chile away jersey just because I love the call to the Incan Empire. That was a, a fantastic call and, and Edward is uncultured. <laughs> I may have touched the nerve there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a history buff, so we you know you, you get two with one stone with me. All right, all right. Sounds fair, sounds fair. All right. So my number three is actually Brazil's home jersey can't go wrong with the classic. I actually like the little, the little triangular, um, diamond shaped stripes that goes on the collar and on the sleeves itself. Um, the, the same stripes that you pan their their main jersey, their blue jersey for. Yeah, except even though, except <laughs> on, the, on the blue jersey, no, 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 on the blue jersey, no lie, maybe because it goes upward instead of just plain sideways. It's, that's why yeah. I don't see the face. Do you that's why I don't see the face. face. It's better. It's better, it's better as the accent on the uh, the. I 100% agree. It's better as the accent. Exactly. We exactly. just talk about small changes like the, the in the Ecuador jersey. I mean, there's a brilliant exactly a perfect example. And if they yeah, ever change the yellow jersey, I'm gonna boycott. Exactly. They're gonna be mixing. They're gonna try. Hey, to that's the thing like with Brazil, though. You 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 always expect a white jersey. I, I mean, a, a yellow jersey and a blue Green. jersey. Yeah. yeah. And then my number two is actually the Peru home jersey because that is just clean. Like it's just, it is a really awesome looking jersey. And I'll go ahead and you know put my, put it alongside the away jersey as well because that blue on blue that actually goes pretty hard. Like I, I actually like it. And I've the red accent. 
big fan of stripes like that though. The big diagonal stripe. Yeah. Slim it down. Like like don't give me like three quarters of the jersey going across and diagonal. I mean Peru Peru's always had that diagonal um stripe. Sometimes it's been like a thinner stripe, sometimes it's been like a thick stripe like this one. But I, I actually like it because it's kinda I guess you could say it keeps it kind of classic. And mind you, I think this is actually the marathon's better jerseys out of ones that they you know. No, no, no. <laughs> the best jersey marathons amazing. <laughs> Uh, there's no uh, one of them. These are the best Jersey Marathon of me. There's no, there's there no contest on this one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And then my number one, I actually had this planned out, is the Uruguay away jersey as well. Because I just I just like it because it, it has the two blue stripes on the side. Uruguay right down the middle and then the Puma right there. And, and heck, you can vouch for me. I'm a Puma guy. Like, I, I like Puma gear. Like, shorts, shirt. Give me some. I actually used to wear the Puma cleats, and then I kind of wore those out. But honestly, like I, I just love the, the the Puma gear. But like you said, even the El Escudo from Uruguay, just right there, just kind of like looking like it's raining down, or you know. Also, uh, uh, like it's gold of actual gold colors, not yellow. Yeah, or yeah, very, exactly. Very like ugly looking yellow. Yeah, yeah. It just looks. It's just like like a very light jersey. Like it doesn't look like they try to cramp so much into it. It's just very light. Not just because of the color, but it's just like here's the emblem, and then there you go. It's just multiple emblems of that. Very simplistic. Literally, like the trimmings are just the blue on the sides and the gold and the lettering. So mm-hmm. I can't lie. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about their jersey, and I know I was picked them as number one, is I just keep picturing Luis Suarez and Edson Cavani wearing it skin tight like they do. And I was like, ah, can they... Actually, I think Suarez wears it like three sizes bigger. Oh, wait, no, that's right. Suarez does wear it loose. It was... um, Cavani. Yeah, uh, Cavani, and there was one other striker they had. um, Yes, he also wore skin tight. And I was just like, guys, I don't need to see every ripple of your ab. Don't make me feel worse (laughs) about being a big guy. (laughs) Yeah, Puma's not necessarily the the big guy friendly friend. No, No, I think, think, Hector, you have to get yours like two sizes bigger. No, it's a one size big asshole. Discovery I seriously didn't read it like that. Oh my oh, god! Man. I actually put that, one, red. put that one on the hit list for the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so to reiterate, I'm gonna remember that. Awesome. Network. Somebody's, getting, somebody's getting a lump of coal for Christmas. <laughs> I'm gonna remember that. Now we're you bet you yeah. best believe that's gonna hurt you. <laughs> oh no! All right. So to reiterate, my number three is Brazil home jersey. My number two is the Peru both home and away. And then my number one is the Uruguay away jersey. Uh, I so did not mean it that way. I really, I legit. He's going to be apologizing for like a week now. (laughs) (laughs) You better get you an edible arrangement at the rate we're going here. Oh, God. All right. It's going to be the shape of a Puma. Of a Puma jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Just make sure you make it a a small. Just make sure that it's like engraved small. So that way Hector feels better about it. I'll be, like, I'll be like, this is your actual shirt size. I'm the sorry. Pain, the pain away. Yeah, you, you, had to, you had to get two sizes smaller for this one. All right. So for my three up, 
I got Peru's home jersey at number three. I mean, with me, obviously, Peru, it's always that, that vertical strike that's going to be across the, across the jersey. It's expected. You know, there's jerseys that have certain traditions, and that is one of those jerseys for Peru. Um, you can't knock that red stripe. I love the red stripe. Um, I, the thing that I, 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 I honestly did, I did not know that Umbro was no longer doing the jerseys for Peru, and now it's Marathon. Um, but yeah, this is Marathon's best jersey. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, Umbro got bought out by Nike a couple years back, and they finally phased out all of Umbro jerseys. Finally, it only took them seven years, damn, eight what, years now. What, damn, El Salvador just signed with Umbro. What is that gonna? Uh, dang, we're gonna have we're gonna have marathon jerseys, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, bro. Man, like we already had that mediocre Mitra jerseys. I don't want to go. I don't want to go back to another mediocre brand. You get Joma. Joma's an improvement. Oh, I would love jo- I would love Joma to do Joma's jerseys have been recently they've been pretty nice. Yeah, they've been pretty nice. I, I like I like those. I ones. think Honduras, I think Honduras has Joma. Yeah, they do. All right. Number two, I have Brazil's home. I mean, kind of sticking with the the whole traditional look, obviously. Cheaters. It's expected yeah. to get the 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 the, the golden the seal of the yellow the seal of approval. That is that is the that is you expect that, so that should be average. You guys are over here like nah. Historic. I mean, I will say the one thing I'm not feeling with these jerseys is the thick ass shiny numbers that they're putting on oh, these guys. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. that's like maybe I should probably actually you know what I'll make that my number three now because I <laughs> am not a fan of those big ass numbers. Number two, I do have per, the Peru home jersey, and number one is the Paraguay home jersey. Um, oh wow! I love. I don't know why it just. I looked at it. I love the stripes. I love. I love the little detail on the jersey. It's also a Puma jersey, um, but I mean, Paraguay two sizes from- too big. So two Puma jerseys? No, it's just one. <laughs> but you know, just I like Paraguay's jerseys. I've always liked Paraguay's jerseys. I think for like the longest, I've, every time I've seen Paraguay play, I love those jerseys that they usually have. Kind of, they stick to like their traditional look as well. But I think that I don't know. I think it's the little details that really makes them pop for me, and that's why I like. Uh, that's why I put it at number one. You mean like the little feathers at the bottom? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Kelsey mentioned it earlier, but yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, they look good. <laughs> I, look, I, I was, I've always loved Paraguay for them. When they do their stripe, they do their stripe either their flag or they do vertical red and white, which I think has been always really cool with Paraguay is it's either vertical red and white or a diagonal flag, which I think is just super cool. And the only, the only reason I don't like, I just don't like how thick the Peru jersey is, like that stripe, and then it just stops. And it's it's at that weird shoulder line that Marathon has on their jerseys, whereas it used to be at the top shoulder, which is a okay with me because that's where this it, you know it's an honor stripe is what they call it, and you know it goes back to old military stuff, and that's that's the idea behind it. It's, it's honorable. It goes up to your shoulder and down to your your waist, and it just that weird shoulder cutoff for me for Peru is just. I don't know, man. I can't get over it. I just keep looking. at it. I love the jersey design. I just can't get over the weird cutoff point for it. And I mean, I think there's one more thing I, need, I wanted to point out about the Peru. Yeah, that's right. And that is that little the little thing that they have at the end of their sleeves. It's like the, the like the little traditional Peruvian like colors, like the pon- like what they wear for like clothing and ponchos. Mm-hmm. Like I like that little detail as well. I didn't mention it, but I I, I, for- I should have mentioned that earlier as well. But I do love, I mean, it's a subtle one. It's not like a full, like doesn't cover fully the sleeve, but I like that little detail. 
Yeah, they they wrap it around in the uh, the the stripe as well on the front and the back. It's it goes from the hip up towards the the shoulder, um, and it fades into it. It's it's based off that traditional Inca art that uh that Edward didn't know where Inca the Inca Nation was. <laughs> Edward, Edward, Edward. <laughs> but yeah, so that is our three up three down. Um, that's basically the show now. I want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network, which obviously you guys know us and Kelsey are a part of. You can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. You can find Insert MFC premiering on Fridays at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Time um, on the Unhinged Sports Network at unhingedsn.com. And you can also catch Kelsey and his numerous numbers of shows that he's a part of basically yeah. every single day. No, actually, we're, all, we're actually we've, uh, we've pretty much been cordoned off on the Thursday now um, is is where we get limited to. So uh, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time is when uh, High Low Sports comes on. And then right after that, 3 p.m. Eastern time is when High Heater, the baseball podcast, when part of it goes on. Um, but yeah, that's we haven't had a recent new episode. That'll come next month. And then, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> starting to trim down on shows I'm a part of. It's, 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 it's getting too much some days. Yeah, I mean, you, you have obviously your podcast, High Low Sports, you have High Heater. And then we did have our Unhinged FC going during the Champions League. And then in football season, I'm sure you get, you'll be right back with, with uh, Cover 6, correct? Yeah, yeah, Cover 6 once football season starts. Uh, and also, you know, in between that, we have ColorCast. We're in a ColorCast tournament right now. Um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's a it's an app that you can download off an of iPhone, um, tune into any caster. So you look for High Low Sports in our case, and you hear DJ and I call any game. Um, and right now we're in the NBA playoff tournament, and we're in the semifinals, which is $750 on the line if we win this round. And that can absolutely change our sound quality and everything we do with the podcast. We can actually do a little more giveaways, too, which is kind of what we've been planning on. We have a two-year anniversary coming up on the 1st of July, so we're trying to come up with something to do for that. and. Winning this round could help us give a give somebody a, a nice little giveaway prize for our two year anniversary. Yep. Oh, nice. If you guys want to be notified, obviously follow them on Twitter, which we'll we'll, we'll let him do his shout out near, near the end of all this. But you can also follow Network Unhinged on Twitter once again at Network Unhinged, and they'll also keep you up to date with what's going on in high low sports. And um, also some shout outs. Shout out to Alejandro Gomez, the creator of the. Insert name FC logo, our favorite logo, the most beautiful logo, should have won logo of the year. I voted for you guys. <laughs> Ironically enough, I also voted on Highlight Sports. <laughs> um, we have a bond. It was okay. We, we, we went back to back on Thursdays, then you guys left me. That was our bond. Now it's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, you can follow Alejandra on her Instagram account at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, it's at a.g.graphics with an X. Hit her up if you need her logo done. She took good care of us, so she'll definitely take good care of you. And shout out to our guy. He does everything for us. Probably more than he should, but he does. And that is our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of our Chick-fil-A Player of the Year award. <laughs> Whenever we decide to announce our Player of the Year. Whatever that's going to be. Uh, but we'll do it in honor of Roosevelt Spencer. He is the guy that makes those beats that you hear at the intro and outro of our show. Also does the karaoke work for us when we do our singing bets. Um, but yeah, he's our guy. If you guys like the beats that he makes, maybe you want some beats done for your show, have an original beat instead of 
dealing with copyright issues from playing someone else's music. Um, then Roosevelt Spencer is your guy. Or maybe you're an up-and-coming rapper and you just like what Spencer's dropping. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. And Chelsea, this is your time. Yeah, guys. Uh, if you guys haven't checked us out already, I feel like at this point in time we've we've talked about enough uh, insert name, you know, with you guys at insert name during uh, Onions FC. So we so we'll keep this one short. Check us out on Twitter at high underscore low underscore sports or on Instagram at high low sports. And we come out every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern time on the Under Sports Network. Fridays, 2 p.m. Eastern time is when we release to all platforms. And as we talk about ColorCast, we will release all of our ColorCast announcements on Instagram, Twitter, and our Facebook page. We don't really use our Facebook page for much else. It's just attached to Instagram, so we have to use it. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, check us out. And, you know, I, as always, I do appreciate you guys having me on and Getting to getting to work with you guys is probably the most fun I have nowadays on on something that's not even my own show. This is a, a, a you know I love what you guys do here at Insert Name and I love being being able to be a part of it for once. We finally got time to actually have me on and that was uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I'm sure you're gonna stay busy, but this is a, something we wanted to do for a while now. But glad we got to do. It. We were gonna do it a few episodes ago, but you know why not do it on episode 42? Yes, that wraps it up. Catch us next week for episode 43, where we'll talk about something. I mean, obviously, I'm sure Euros and, and Copa America is going to keep us busy, but, you know, Gold Cup's not that far away. So it, we're, it's, it, it's the summer of soccer. So for those of you guys that were worried that we weren't going to be able to talk about anything, well, here's your proof that we're still talking about stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, but Luca De La Torre, by the way, a player to watch for the U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup. Very true. And Memo Rodriguez got called up for the preliminary. I don't know if he's going to make the Gold Cup roster, but I'm Shocked. happy that Memo Rodriguez, is a Houston Dynamo player, is back with the U.S. Men's National Team. So I'll take that as a win. But yeah, so catch us next week for episode 43. Um, can't name a player because I have no idea of a player with number 43. So catch us next week, and thanks for listening. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. 
When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.